What's up, everyone, and welcome to the 21st episode of the Envision Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Brad's Gaming, and as always, I'm joined by Clonish Joe. Hello, everyone. And Triple Bravo. Howdy, folks. All right, Joe. I remember you wanted to talk about something. Ocarina on Switch. (laughs) (laughs) Something came out you liked. Ocarina on Switch. Yeah, the Nintendo Expansion Pass finally released. So, seven... N64 games, and what is it, nine Genesis games, or something along those lines. And, uh, Ocarina is now on Switch. Mm-hmm. And the worst version of Ocarina is now on Switch. But it's still Ocarina on Switch, so. Why is it the worst version? So, uh, if you want to get real in-depth, uh, a YouTuber who's, like, big in the speedrunning community for Zelda uh ocarina of time zfg made a video that's like 15 minutes in depth talking about it but a lot of it comes down to like some of the draw distances are messed up um they for whatever reason messed up like the smoke uh the dark link fight room is a train wreck and doesn't look anything like it used to like it looks worse than the n64 version and just a bunch of like input latency and the hypersensitive Nintendo Switch controllers, uh, Joy-Con sticks and whatnot. But I did get my N64 Switch controller in, which that's not really a problem with anymore that I noticed, so that's a good thing. But, hey, how is the hmm. weight of that controller? It, it's a little bulky. Um, It's a little bit lighter than a standard one, but my standard one also has an expansion pack in it, so mm-hmm. our memory pack. Kind of surprised yeah. it's lighter, actually. Yeah, it's slightly lighter, but hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Control is great. It feels identical. Stick buttons, everything, and it get gets hmm. rid of some of the controller issues with the actual switch controls. Yeah, so I know Bravo, you've played a bit of Ocarina, and Brad, I don't know how deep you got into it, but have you guys got like the slingshot or anything yet? And tried aiming oh, with yeah. it, and it's like super no. sensitive. <laughs> I. Maybe it's because I haven't played Ocarina of Time in like 14 years, but it doesn't seem that bad. Well, it's I, a little extra sensitive. I What I played, um, the only thing that was throwing me off was the C stick stuff. Well, C buttons. Yeah, being the um, stick. Yeah, being the stick and like you had to like flick up and sometimes it like wasn't registering for me. And um, I actually noticed it from the uh, Game of the Year win back. I played <laughs> that one for the most part. And um, I'll be honest, it, it actually felt pretty good. I was kind of amazed. Um, it was a lot better than what I expected. Yeah, they definitely did but, some upscaling. Like, some of Zelda looks great. And Bravo and I played a little win back, actually. Some PvP. Oh. And <laughs> there's so, PvP. So we learned... The funniest thing probably is no matter where you are on the map, if you use the aim feature, it just locks on to the other player. Yeah, you can just track <laughs> them across the map as they run back and forth. So I was trying to do some like dip, dive, duck, dodge, and, and Joe was just sitting there watching the laser move. <laughs> and I'd come around the corner, pop, pop, oh, oh, God. It was, it was yeah, the... It was, I think what was throwing me off is there's, I can't remember the controls exactly because I played it right when it released. Um, and they were all laughing at me because everybody's playing Ocarina or 
something decent and i'm playing win back mm-hmm. um so but i know that changing weapons it was like you had to flip the uh the stick up and down yeah and then left and right did something else i don't know what exactly so, but what you can do it unlike the typical joy cons if you hold the zr button your axby become the c buttons mm. as well like the up down left okay right. That actually but, might be useful. So two things that I noticed about Ocarina of Time. Uh, one, the lock-on feature. It seems to be no way of unlocking from an enemy, which is very strange. So like I literally just like back up out of range from an from a target so I can unlock from whatever the heck I'm looking at. It's kind of annoying. Was that a was that a feature in the original game? No. I, the, don't think it was, but I no, no, you can wrong. lock on in the original game. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you were able to not head like unlock on. It's I so had that weird. issue. So in in that intro area, right, um, where it teaches you the lock on. I like read one of the signs, and it's like, oh, use the whatever. Well, no, no, the, the when she's up on above the market, she tells you to lock on and talk to her. Or I don't know. I used it, or I might have just been hitting buttons, trying things out, and I ended up locking onto a rock, and I couldn't get away from the rock. <laughs> it was that was my death. <laughs> That's where Brad I was to like to the first rock over. of the game. Yeah. Well, I you know that area where you go to get the sword, and it's like a little, it's just like a little maze uh, yeah. fence around it. The rock right there. So I couldn't get over anything. So I had to like navigate the maze while locked on until it went away. I know what truck you're talking about. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Mm-hmm. It was fun, fun times. Bravo and I did go through and tested out every game available on it in multiplayer, and surprisingly, it was uh pretty good. We played Mario Kart 64 first, uh, as you know, that was what we were most excited about to be able to play as a group. <laughs> Yeah, and it's and, also the one that has the worst issue uh, with, with uh, like, connectivity. We would we would get, like, maybe, like, a half second of misaligned connectivity. Uh, I don't know. Once or twice a lap was probably the worst, the worst instance. Uh, but uh, the video that I watched explaining it is they... Uh, I can't think of the name, but basically each each connection has to be um, constantly checking with each other. And if they're off, it does a full stop to the whole game until the uh, all everybody gets caught up to each other. So you got you got like a half second, maybe less where it would just like kind of like stutter and the little pop up would show up and then you keep going. The, the but also. Itself. The good thing was, like, it didn't just happen to the non-hosts. It happened to both of us as we were playing. Yeah. <clears throat> so for, like, the the filthy casuals, it'll be fine. Like, I, I don't care at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to play it a little bit. I'm honestly just waiting for the other games to come to the library so I can play those. Uh, I'm going to play mm-hmm. through Ocarina of Time. I'm going to play Mario 64. And I'm gonna uh, start a petition to remove Winback and get a better game slot in there. 
I am <laughs> extremely offended right now. <laughs> but I plan on beating Winback first. And then everything else will come in time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have the N64 controller, though, that I'm, I'm getting. But for because of the move and everything, they were, like, denying my the charge. Because I, th- I don't know why. It's weird. But only Nintendo has denied any charge out of anything hmm. for me. So, um, you haven't filed your paperwork telling Papa Nintendo that you moved yet. Yeah, pretty much. They need, <laughs> um, they need a hard copy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, basically, my buddy ended up picking up two. And once I hang out with him, which I thought was going to be tonight, but he had to go to like a hockey game or something. Um, That's so my boy. At some at some point, I will. I I kind of am jealous. I kind of wish I could have gone to the hockey game, but I bet yeah, you, you you come down here. I'll take you to a real hockey game, Brad. <laughs> yeah, he won't. He well, lies. I would probably want to, but the Penguins decided to lose and not give us Game Seven last season. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but um, any other N sixty four stuff you guys want to discuss? I've never. Well, okay, not N sixty four, but. Uh... The Sega stuff, I've never played Star Fox before, and Joe and I played that. And uh, I so- was 64. Did it? Okay, okay. I thought it was Sega. Yeah. Um, this is a pretty interesting game. I did not expect the uh, the spacecraft dueling uh, mechanics uh, in the game. I, I know almost nothing about the game, so sorry for being ignorant. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. I remember my friends being super excited about that uh and playing it but i just never never had it or or watched them play i uh i used to play the crap out of that game when i was a kid um at my at my grandma's house she had an n64 in her bedroom for when the us kids would go visit her um and that was it was that game and cruising usa were the two games she had yep i don't know what made her pick up an N64 in those two games, but it was it was pretty cool. <laughs> I uh, can't complain. And I actually, I, I ended up picking it up for the, three, the 3DS remake mm-hmm. um, because I, even though I probably won't play it, I mean, at some point I might pop it in, but now I feel like, well, I wasted my money a little bit because now it's on the Switch. Um, so... It's cool that it's on there. Um, yeah. I'm kind of excited to see what else they end up adding because they've been adding some weird NES games, so I could see them getting real obscure. I mean, win back. I don't even know if anybody's <laughs> ever heard of that game, obviously. I was so... probably the only person that saw it and was like, win back. <laughs> I, I legit think it was a licensing thing. Like, no, like, they were looking for games, and that one had zero people wanting money for them to put it on the library, so they're just like, do it. Yeah, I, they probably like got paid to put one back on there. <laughs> like, please get this. Like, <laughs> can you We're buy this? We're trying to revive this. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get a win back too. There yeah. is a win back too. Or maybe we'll get a three. That's the dream. Yeah. So, so real quick, I have a question for you guys. What game mm-hmm. do you? Because we know that there's going to be quite a few more games coming to the library. What game do you want to see come to the library? Joseph first. Well, so from what I've read, 
through a little bit of data mining, but we're apparently getting about 52 to 56 games. And I know Majora's Mask and Mario Party 1, 2, 3 are pretty much confirmed. Oh, um, wait a minute. That's going to be... You could play Mario Party 1, 2, and 3 online? Yeah. I better go get my gloves out. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? My, so, uh, fun fact. Um, because of the fishing game, and so I don't have it, but I'll... There's no... Uh, yeah, so just imagine this Bravo, okay? So you had to... <laughs> to to best optimize your fishing, you put your palm on the controller and you'd spin it in a circle, and that was the way. So it would learn. literally like burn your hand, and it would yeah. And so kids were having these holes in their palms because of it. So what Nintendo did to remedy it was they sent gloves out. <laughs> <laughs> the That's grind. Pretty... Um. But yeah. that's also and, why if you play most people's N64 who like have multiple controllers, there's always that one controller. The sticks just like flopped to the side. Yeah, it's just like, you know, <laughs> super loose. Yeah, crazy. But, but um, the one game I'd I'm going to pick two. Uh, <laughs> GoldenEye, obviously, I'd love to see that way we can get some multiplayer GoldenEye going, which would be awesome. And mm-hmm. I'd really like to play through Perfect Dark again. Uh and I think mm. on the Switch would be pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, actually, any any FPS with the multiplayer, if they if they could like create a new control scheme, like add dual analog. No, dude. Give me the cool. classics. Have the option, maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. That's too much of an advantage. Give me old Eating. school Goldeneye. <laughs> All right. So for me, uh, Resident Evil use- Two. Oh, get out of here. Speaking of which, all right. Okay. Our main topic of the day. First off, there was a game that I was certain you were going to say, and it was Wave Race. It is. Uh, Bravo, play that. Bravo, <laughs> play that config music. <laughs> play it. Just um, play it. They, Bravo, what do you have got? To be, they have to be adding it. Man. Uh, I, if, if they could get the multiplayer, I think. Uh, Rush, uh, Rush Two, obviously one of my favorite games ever. That would be really cool. I also think uh, Danky Kang would be pretty cool. Um, and I can't remember. I don't want to sound. I can never remember this game. But what is the game that you put weapons on top of vehicles in like a battle royale kind of? Twisted Metal PS One. No, no, there's there's a oh, 64 there, actually game. Vigilante 8. That's Vigilante, Maybe. yeah, that game. Yes, Trash Rush, give me Vigilante 8. That would be so freaking fun to play against my friends again. Well, we know Nintendo listens to the episodes, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nintendo Vigilante 8, put it on there. On Nintendo Switch. At me, at Envision underscore org on Twitter when you do it, okay? Thank you. <laughs> um, but obviously, Wave Race would be one of my favorites. And then there is another game that I feel like it's kind of a hidden gem. It's called Blast Core. Um, and it's basically you just have, you're like some robot. You take control of like these different machines and you're just destroying a town, city, whatever um 
in different ways and it's surprisingly fun simple but fun huh like arcade style never heard that you know what else yeah. would be a pretty cool game Actually, it might not be because it's probably better in my memory than it is in real life. But the uh, snowboarding game, Snowboard Kids, uh, or 1080. I think he's thinking of like this. No, it's 1080. I I remember having a pretty good time with that. I think it might not hold up over the years though. So Snowboard Kids is uh, if you haven't seen that, it's made by Atlas, kind of a more expensive game, and it's essentially guess kind of like the ssx stuff racing style just where you're playing like these these chibi cartoony kids and there's a real fat chubby guy and he's kind of funny makes me laugh hmm. it's about all <laughs> in-depth description yeah and uh on the topic of n64 i have the greatest picture of all time <laughs> of me good thing uh, this is a podcast um, sir yeah yes imagine the happiest child in the world next holding to a the... Nintendo 64 controller next to my <laughs> father who looks like he wants to end everything. The holding most unhappy man. <laughs> sitting, in a, sitting in a chair, one of those uh, small like Play-Doh, I don't know. So I had this table, it was like, a, I think it was like Play-Doh brand and it's clearly meant for children. Um, the, these little yellow chairs and that's white uh, table Every leg of the table is a different color. Probably, if it went to my knee right now, that'd be tall. Like, I'd be surprised. Mm. Um, I probably was about that tall. To my knee, I'd say. It was about the height of it. Chair was How tall are you, Brad, for reference? (laughs) I'm six foot one. How how about how tall is your knee? (laughs) Knee? Not six foot one. (laughs) Greater than Um, or less than? less, Less than six foot one. Okay. So... Uh, he's he got it probably fits only his left ass cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, that's enough. Anyways, let's get to the main topic, which is Resident Evil. I just uh, want everybody it's... to know Brad has brought that picture up at least five times today. It's hard and not to look five at times it. every day since. It's hard not to look at it because I'm staring at it. Like anybody who's and... came into the Discord, he's like, hey, hey, look, look at my video. Look at it. Look at this. You look at this picture. That's me, but hilarious. happy. <laughs> and there's also like the Pokemon bedspread with the, the giant Charmander stuff figure that I had. So, like new people pop in the Discord <laughs> and like me and Brad are hanging out and he just pops the video. Hey, look at me. Hey, hey, hey. Look at little Brad. <laughs> I'm conveniently naked. <laughs> <laughs> Some reason the camera's on the bottom of my waist. I'm holding it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, anyway. right. By the way, you can uh, join the Discord. Uh, social link below the video here. Uh, and if you're listening on uh, Spotify, go ahead and click that link and join the Discord. We are very open with our discussions. Sometimes a little too open. <laughs> Brad? Hell. Don't worry, I'm not around as much as them. Oh, self-burn. <laughs> Those are rare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, so we can we can jump into Resident Evil. Um, we decided after doing the Silent Hill discussion, um, we can't do the same thing as we did for Silent Hill, which is talk about all the games a little bit because there's just too many. 
So we're going to just do ma the main series. So um, essentially zero to eight, all the numbered um, entries. And maybe if we have anything to mention from an out, like an offshoot game, uh, maybe we'll throw it in. But I or make another episode it. just for the offshoot games. Yeah, we'll probably end up doing that. So uh, we'll go in order of uh, of the actual series, not when they released. So we'll start with Resident Evil Zero, which I have zero experience with. <laughs> well, I'm glad we started on this. Starting one. off with a juicy yep. one, nice. Starting off with a bang, baby. <laughs> I um. So Joe, do you you have a little bit of experience, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, so I've played a good chunk of this game, and I've watched like speedrunners like Bakba and Carcinogen play through it quite a bit. Um, so Resident Evil Zero takes place before the Raccoon City incident, and you play as both Rebecca Chambers and Billy Cohen. Uh, Rebecca is pretty familiar throughout the series, and somebody you recognize, Brad, I'm sure. Billy is pretty much a one-off character, but uh, he's actually a pretty interesting character. He was being transported. It's been a while since I played it, but I believe he's being transported as like a prisoner of some sort. And whenever the train they're on for transport gets attacked in by the monsters that it does, they're like little leeches. Um, she ends up freeing them, and you work together, and you play as both characters throughout. Uh, most of the game, like at the same time, you could just flip back and forth. And there are times in the game where you have like both of them together and you need to like switch back and forth to like solve puzzles. And it is some of the most annoying gameplay I've ever witnessed. Really? I just like poor, poorly executed. It's just annoying more than anything because I, I don't even know how to describe it. The game was originally being developed for the Nintendo 64 and released on the GameCube, I believe it was 2002. Yes, 2002. Mm -hmm. um, God, it's... The game itself is good. Like, story-wise, it, it's fine. It's nothing to write home about, but it's a decent Resident Evil. It plays with fixed camera angles, and, you know, you get through some interesting areas, some fairly interesting enemies, and... You know, Rebecca and Billy are both decent characters. Uh, I personally prefer Rebecca between the two, but that's just because she is more of a somebody in the entire series. Mm. But yeah, you basically um, start on the train, you go through, find out the big bad. I'm trying not to go through too many spoilers as Bravo still hasn't got too deep into the series. Oh, don't worry about me. I'm worried about <laughs> you, buddy. I'm worried about you. Worry about me. <laughs> I haven't played it. Um, yeah, but it's it's a good game. I, I definitely got to get through it. Um, at some point, whenever I get into my Resident Evil kick again, I'm gonna. I plan on doing zero because the Origins Collection has this with it. Yeah. Um. So I'll be doing zero and one, pretty much back to back. Whenever I get to that point. Yeah. So the game releasing in 2002, graphically, it's like top tier. For being mm -hmm. a, you know, pretty early GameCube game. And the only real thing that, like, I'd have to say bad about the game is, one, having to deal with both characters. I don't like games that make me control more than one character at a time. 
and basically just not being like in the main line that was already progressed up to Resident Evil 3 at this point. It just kind of threw some people off, so critics were a little bit mixed on that. And uh, the fact that, you know, it played just like all the other ones, there was no real change to gameplay, just a new coat of paint and ship it out. So the one thing I've heard about this game is that it's actually relatively difficult because of the actual like inventory of the game. So a lot of it, you could drop items on the ground. So it just turns into this like, this is just what I've heard. Uh, people just like chucking items everywhere and having to like, you know, just manage that. And I heard yeah. that that makes the game difficult and annoying. Like that's probably why it's considered not as good as the other ones because yeah like joe said i mean this game looks really good but that's because resident evil remake looks really good so yeah, yeah so there's no item boxes and like you said you are able to just drop items and hand items back and forth between characters and ammo is a problem in a lot of the games especially during boss fights there it's quite common to end up finishing bosses like with a knife but also whenever you realize that that item that you didn't think you had a use for, that you dropped an hour of gameplay back and you have to remember where you dropped it and then go run all the way back and pick it up to bring it back, it gets old quick. But that's all about right. all I got for Resident Evil Zero. It's yeah. definitely not my favorite of the series. I couldn't imagine we were going to talk so much more about it being that you've only played a little bit and I haven't touched it. Bravo's played it. Uh, but it's something I think is necessary to at least discuss. I'm surprised. We'll... I'm surprised you guys don't like it as much since it provides a like a like another angle and a little bit more backstory to the mansion. You know, like the. So I think what it so as I said, I don't know. I really don't even know anything about the story of it aspect. Um, I the only thing I know about it of why it gets hate is like I said the. It's the fact that there's no item box. The fact that you're dropping these items on the ground, you're dealing with that item management. It just and and also the two characters. Um, I'm sure some people liked it, but mm -hmm. I think it was probably a little more annoying than. Yeah, the lack not. of convenience can easily ruin a story. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. moving on. So, we'll we'll move on to the original, um, but we'll combine Resident Evil One PS One and the remake. Um, for the GameCube because it it just makes more sense. And the um, remakes remake for the... Yeah, there's a million remakes. I mean, it's been ported on a million things. So I guess technically um, an offshoot, but it's the same, is Resident Evil um, Deadly Silence or the DS port 2. It's the same thing. It's just a remake of one. Um, This one Bravo has played a little bit of, so mm -hmm. I'm excited to hear his opinion on it just to do anything do you want to do this before we do our deep dive no i i think we should just jump into it <laughs> all, right, all right um so the this is essentially what created survival horror this game uh by itself and to a western it has, audience yes yeah because they started with sweet home um that was kind of what the original idea was to do a remake of that but then they created their own uh which is you know their own franchise and resident evil became a thing um 
and not going to get too, too deep into anything, but man, uh, super cheesy lines and delivery, but it almost adds to the charm of the game. I think like if I think if I had better voice acting, it probably wouldn't be remembered as well, which sounds weird, but and maybe I'm wrong on that. <laughs> no, it, it definitely it, is a sticking. Yeah, point it's like the game. huge. So the Jill sandwich obviously is a huge, huge <laughs> line. Um, Barry is just a boss, in my opinion. <laughs> but here's, I think, um, we'll start out with one question. Who do you choose to play if you're going to play this? Jill or Chris? Jill, period. Jill. Yeah, I think it's the easy go-to. Jill is definitely the master of unlocking is the one to choose. She's um, also just like a cooler character to me. I don't know. Yeah, I... Especially like the original design for Chris. Not that Chris's design has gotten that good, but in the future. But um, he looks so boring and generic in this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're you know they had some jump scares and whatnot. But um, it's funny how thinking back, kind of like horror movies, how this game is considered scary, but now he went back to its like. It just has horror elements to it. It's not really scary. Um, and Bravo had that opinion. It's kind of funny. He almost is like, is this a scary game? Because it's not scary. Yeah, it's a, it's like a thriller, you know? Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's not... Jump scares aside, because I think jump scares are cheap and should be done sparingly in any setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should You should get the fear from the... And this is very, this is a very new thought to me because I don't really play horror games, as uh, people who listen to the podcast know. I think that the setting uh, and environment really make the horror game, or really make the horror. And then those, the thing that you're being fearful of, you know, showing up in the right moment, uh, timing is important. But whenever you just do a jump scare, of course you're gonna get startled. But it's not, it's not because of anything in the game. Oh, it's a, it's dark, and then they turn the lights on, and there was a face in front of you. Ooh. But if you can scare somebody by making them walk down a hallway with the right music, having read a letter or gotten some deep dive into, ooh, what is this thing? What's gonna pop out in your mind? starts making all these scenarios or whatever and then the thing happens even if it's not a jump scare even if it's just like something slow that happens like you can really get the blood pumping and that's that's where the thrill comes from it's hilarious because right after the um right after the podcast we actually sat down and watched pt a playthrough and I about pooped myself at one point i don't even remember what it was oh it was when lisa came she was like in the door crack. Yeah, she was, like oh, just yeah. Sus- she was in the bathroom the and suspense. you were interrupting her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The suspense she- just getting to it. Like the she noise. She was pinching one off and you're in there <laughs> peeking and she, hey, hey, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Grab the locked door. <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, after the Silent Hill podcast, we did watch through PT because these two goobers refused to do it without me forcing them. Mm. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. It that was uh, it was a great watch, honestly. But um, back to Resident Evil here. 
Yeah. So, uh, fun fact for you guys, Brad, I'm pretty sure you probably know this, but Bravo, the Resident Evil was originally being developed for the Super Nintendo and was supposed to be a 2D game. And then they scrapped that idea and were like, let's make it a first-person shooter. And they were going through with that for a while, and then all of a sudden, uh, Shinji Mikami went through in the third iteration to make it a third-person game more similar with the fixed camera angles to Alone in the Dark. Wasn't it to compete with another game uh, that had just recently come out or something? So that Silent Hill did that to okay, compete okay, with okay. Resident Evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I honestly, um, you know, the game had tank controls and the fixed camera views were changed all the time. And honestly, it worked really well because while it seems dated nowadays, it makes a lot of sense. Like, and it's way better than like, so for example, if you play the, um, like Silent Hill 2, for example, where you can choose to have the analog 360 control or the tank controls um when the camera shifts there are so many times where you'll be like (laughs) just like kind of you just keep popping back and forth because the camera changes and then your character goes right back out where Mm -hmm. it was going because it doesn't know you're actually able to do that in the resident evil remake as well and Mm -hmm. we actually have bravo playing on tank controls and tank controls are superior i mean there's just no way to really play the game without it i also think that the camera angles that they chose add to the to the setting like to the to the uh environment to make it a little bit more uh scary like to because they can (laughs) like a movie they can have something come off camera to attack the the player um Mm -hmm. you know which is similar to the movies where like the walking dead, a zombie comes out of nowhere and like bites them. But if you were looking through the person's eyes, you would have saw the zombie coming, you know, from a mile away. <laughs> He's like foot hanging out in the corner of the room. Yeah. So <laughs> I was watching the bit that probably did play through Resident evil. And I was cracking up whenever you get upstairs uh, above like the crow room and there's the hallways with the mirrors. And there's like the one zombie that's standing that you could see the reflection in the mirror. And Bravo just stands there looking at him, giggling. He's like, I see him. <laughs> I don't know what to do, but I see him. I beat him up. It's fine. But, yeah, uh, um, oh, I, uh, <laughs> I remember. So I hadn't figured it out, but there's the hallway with the, uh, the shield with spikes and the, the uh, trap. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a trap. And I'm like, I know what this is going to do, but I got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so he picks up the key. It's <laughs> funny. The statue comes squeezing him down. Mm-hmm. I thought I could get out, but I didn't expect the walls to move on me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, Resident Evil is a classic. Uh, the original is... If we're talking without including the remakes, the original is my by far my favorite. Mm. Um... So I've actually never completed the PlayStation 1 playthrough. I've only done the remake. I actually so. haven't completed the PlayStation 1 playthrough either because I get stuck on the final boss. It's it's strange because it's... I don't know what exactly it is. It feels harder. 
it definitely is and i don't know the exact reasoning behind it but uh it definitely is harder than like the remake and it's been quite a while since i played the ps1 version so whenever i end up picking that up again i'll definitely make it a point to go back and finish it i've tried to play it like a handful of times um in the probably in the past few years and i basically get to yawn the snake yeah. isn't that his name <laughs> i think so i think his name's yawn um and i just don't have the the skill to because there's no quick turn in yeah. the ps1 game so i never had the skill to like turn around a fire but i'm pretty sure that if you go in there without ammo it's kind of similar to the Silent Hill fight where um, I can't remember exactly, but I think somebody comes and helps you or something. Um, the guy that got bit by Yon, actually, and you save it, you have your timed to go get the medicine and bring it back to him. Um, if you save him, I'm pretty sure he comes in and helps you if you don't have ammo and starts firing away. Mm. Um. But yeah, I mean, we, you know, we don't have to go too deep into like story in every area, but um, the mansion, I think, is probably one of the best areas in horror games in general. Yeah, it's like, so iconic at this point. It's yeah. Resident Evil definitely being a staple of horror. And honestly, it's one of the things that makes, at least for me, made me like Resident Evil 7 a lot is that they kind of went back to a similar like environment of this gigantic Louisiana house um, that's basically like a mansion. But we'll get to that later on. Um, yeah, I intentionally didn't try getting too deep story-wise in this one because Bravo is currently playing through it. I know he does tell us not to worry about him, but I still want to keep it fresh because I'm enjoying watching him. So Bravo talked to me a little bit and uh, he was telling me how he felt for it. And I said he should share it because, yeah. So what what are your thoughts on it? Um, it wh- horror games are not my thing, okay? I don't necessarily see the, the appeal. I think it's a, a okay story. I think that the, you know, in the time, it was definitely uh, unique. Uh, I don't really like the aiming, and that I guess that's about it. I mean, it's it's a it's a decent game. It's just not my kind of game, so I can't really critique it too hard. So, in a bit of reference, probably have you played any more since you played whenever I was watching that day? No, but I did. Okay, I did uh, watch and read more about it because obviously I researched the rest of the series for this episode. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay. So for reference to of Bravo's progress through it, he made it in fast the first zombie upstairs up to the trapped key room. He made it out back down the like into the crypt and was able to. You like used the arrowhead and got downstairs. From he then went into like the map room, first floor map room, and went like into the back hallway to get the knife. But he did not go down the hallway 
or anywhere past that yet. I feel like I'm being critiqued. Why no, have, I why just... do you have my actions memorized? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Brad as you were playing about it, and Brad kept asking me, he's like, did he get to the hallway? Yeah, well, no. I'm pretty sure you were streaming it, and I was listening in when I was working. Mm-hmm. Like, I was listening to you guys talk about it, and I was just texting Joe, and I was like, where is he now? <laughs> is he there? <laughs> but, um... Yeah, also, I think Bravo will like this because um, I know how he feels about remakes, essentially. So I know he's not a big fan of somebody just slapping a new coat of paint with doing nothing to it, but this game actually added stuff, and they added a really cool character um, called Lisa Trevor. And I'll leave it just to kind of that, but it's actually a nice addition to the game. It wasn't in the original game on the PS1, but... um, it's like a little side story. Oh, yeah. and... so I, I do have a question about the actual game because I'm mm-hmm. confused by what I found researching the game. <clears throat> Is your are, are the storage containers around the mansion? Are they accessible anywhere or are they local? Because I saw stuff that says that the storage chests, there's storage chests in the game, right? Yes. Yes. I saw stuff that said the storage the storage chests are uh, one big chest essentially. Like if you go if you get one in one spot, it has the exact same stuff you put into it on another spot. And then I read mm-hmm. other stuff that says it's not, and they're individual. Um, I think by default it is where like they're shared, but I'm I don't know if it's either a mode or possibly a mod. I thought. Um, I think in the original, like the PS1 version, they're separate, but in the remakes, they're connected. Maybe that's what I'm remembering. Oh, but... so maybe maybe they uh, made it easier because people were complaining. I'm I'm sure they did because it's just a quality of life thing. Mm-hmm. Once you get farther into the game, well, like in the mid part of the game, you would literally be running back and forth, and there'd be like no enemies. So speaking of which, too, they made the game pretty difficult because of places like Blockbuster and rentals being so popular back then. <laughs> and they wanted people to buy the game. They didn't want them to be able to beat it in a rental period. Classic. So that's a pretty cool <laughs> little little uh but uh Anyways, for those of you we, listening have anything else? Blockbuster was a franchise where they would rent out movies and games to people for a select na- number of days. Uh, or a select a... number of dollars. <laughs> I know it's a strange concept. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the boomer and Bravo is coming out. I had to. <laughs> Old rental stores back in the day. But anyways, um, do you have anything else to say about Resident Evil One? Worth a play. If you have not, the remake is fantastic. And because it's uh, spooky time, it's probably on sale for like five bucks. <laughs> probably real cheap. Anyways, um, so we'll move on to Resident Evil 2. We're going to talk about both PS1 and the remake, um, the RE2 remake, that uh, spoilers, I think, is probably the best game in the series. The um, remake, for sure. Yeah, the remake is amazing. So Resident Evil 2 just was... Um, 
kind of considered by everybody bigger and better in every way because i think it you know i i mean i love the mansion honestly um but people like how they made it to where you're basically in a raccoon city and then you go to rpd which gives you the vibes of the mansion too because it's a big place you're exploring the whole time but you get to explore outside as well so it's a little bit a little bit deeper that's all um so Leon and Claire are in the game. I also think that they are superior characters to Jill and Chris. That's just me. I would agree. Leon is the superior male character, but I'm still a mm-hmm. Jill fanboy. Even though I love me some Claire, Jill yeah. has my heart. I don't I think what it is is um I Claire's I, the better Redfield by far. Yeah. Oh yeah, by <laughs> far. I think what it is is uh and we'll get to it. RE3 remake um, has a little more sour of a taste in my mouth for Jill. Okay, I don't even like, I completely wiped the 3 remake from memory because I felt so ripped off. But we'll get yeah. to that next. We'll get to that. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. It's coming up soon. Um, so Resident Evil 2, once again, I have, I've played a bit of the PS1 game, but I've never beaten it. And I've played RE2 remake numerous times. Um, it's probably my favorite horror game of all time, and it's easily in my top 10. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of what my list is right this second, but it's up there. I mean, right now, Super Auto Pets is number one. But <laughs> Stop it. No. Uh, I, didn't. I, I had to throw it in there, okay? Um, Do not so... look that game up. um so resident evil 2 um i and i'm i'm going to mainly talk about from the perspective of the remake i think i think we should do the ps1 and then go into the remake after i just i don't have much to say other than it you said you played through the ps1 version or some of it played i played through some of it i got to like um i let's see Got through the city into RPD. Uh, met Marvin. Marvin's his name, right? I'm having a blank. It's weird yes. to me that you guys are yes. differentiating the original and the remake. So, so the order of the game is actually different. Between two but, and three. You go through like certain parts a little bit different in mm-hmm. two and the remake. Hmm. So, the, so technically I, two I didn't separate do much. games. So this is yeah, one they... this is one observation that I've made. Just because you two are the only horror guys that I know, I'm going to mm. make an assumption. Uh so you know, beat me up for that if you want. But you know, all the other games we've talked about, it seems like horror games, you guys just uh, uh for lack of a better word, nitpick the uh the ver- the various differences between the games right because like the original and the remake they have like slightly different things and it changes things up i feel like other games you're not so critical about uh, but with horror games why is it so important that you go down one path versus the next uh or vice versa or, or you know other have you guys noticed that about yourselves when you talk about horror games no I- I don't feel like I I I nitpick stuff like uh N- nitpick okay. is the so wrong we... word. Like I said, for lack of a better word, it's it's 
you pay attention to the minor differences between this, the you know, the remake and the original of these different games? Mm, I think it's probably just because there are a lot more remakes in horror games than other stuff. Like, I can't even think of many, like, remake remasters. Like, obviously, there's Diablo. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, think about it. They've remade Resident Evil 1, 2, 3. They're working on 4. Um, they did a 4 VR version. They've ported 4 onto everything. They've done a lot of, like, um, changes I, to it. So. so there's definitely the fact that there's more remakes. But I also think it's the fact that, like, Brad and I are both really passionate about the Resident Evil series sure. as a whole. So I feel like that has most of the reasoning behind it. And, and, and that, just, that passion I, definitely shows through. And I've enjoyed this month of horror uh, watching you guys talk about the different things. But it is a, uh, something I just noticed mm-hmm. I wanted to bring Brad up. is famous for telling me I nitpick every game I play. So <laughs> Joe is, I'm, I'm amazed that he speaks highly about The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time because he is so critical of everything. All right, like it amazes all right. me. Real talk. Anyways. Joe, earmuffs. Brad, it's because he has nostalgia for the game, okay? The like, game's just perfect. That, no, no, earmuffs. Earmuffs. <laughs> you can't you can't hear us. I uh, don't hear it, but I, I know <laughs> that the game is perfect. It's because however old he was when he first played that game, like it is seared into his his brain was still uh uh absorbing information he was like this is the greatest thing of all time it's like me with diablo too like <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah. But the thing is i'm i'm cognitive of the fact that i know it's not perfect. okay <laughs> you tell me a game that has higher than a 99 percent on metacritic i don't care everybody has the same uh resident evil child <laughs> actually i think child, resident uh... evil 2 is like 81 yeah, yeah. The Resident surprisingly, <laughs> Resident Evil games don't have that super high of ratings. Oh, here's they a, get good ratings for like horror games. Here's a here's a fun game that we should play, uh, and for the listeners, you could play with your friends. Uh, I don't have a good name for it, but it's something that me and my friends play. Is uh, trying to find a movie that is uh, popular with the people but horribly rated. Right. So like you're talking about these cult following shows that have a less than 10% approval rating uh but for some reason everybody likes it you know like it's almost because you like it because it's bad you know there's but, a lot of honestly i feel like most movies that like get like <laughs> like a 30 or less okay. rating okay <laughs> yeah. silent hill the 2006 movie meta score 31 user score 7.9 <laughs> mm-hmm. that's that's one of them. yeah yeah <laughs> But back to Resident Evil. 2. Yeah, yeah, back to Resident Evil. Uh, the first game, the PS1 version of the game, was released in 1998. Uh, it was ported to basically everything. It ended up on Windows, uh, Nintendo 64, Dreamcast, remade on the GameCube. And then they also released a handheld from like Game.com with a 2.5D version or something like that. But whatever. And then it was also remade for the PS4, Xbox One, and Windows in 2019. And I... There really wasn't much difference graphically between Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2. I like the original versions. And you could definitely tell that as soon as they like shipped 1 out the door, they immediately started on 2 before it even like hit public. 
And it was only made by a team of about 50 people, and it took them just under two years to slap this bad boy together. And um, this one I have not personally played on the PlayStation or, like, the old version, but I've watched playthroughs from all the big Resident Evil streamers and whatnot, and they generally seem to favor the old one just for its charm over the remake, which... Yeah, I I think that's very similar to what we were kind of talking about. I think it's rose-tinted glasses a lot. Here's the thing. We're probably the very um, minority uh, of people who love Resident Evil but have not played the PS1 games. (laughs) Like, you know, to that extent, right? Yeah, Um, it's on my to-do list, and it will be completed. Uh, well, you've got a perfect way of the Vita because that was actually my original plan, and I'm like, I just not worth it to me. Well, um, I have the Vita, but I also have my PS1 right behind me, and that's how it's going to happen. Yeah, I I think a Vita is a good option though for it. Um, but yeah, the same thing. I mean, controls and everything. I I can't remember if they added quick turns or anything like that to the game. Um. But they did add the dual scenario, which obviously we kind of know. Um, but I think they were different enough compared to the first game. Like the first game, yes, they were different. But I feel like just because they were on separate disc, it felt like, I don't know, it just felt even like more of a departure between the two. But they were combined enough at the same time. And... My boy Tofu made an appearance. Oh. <laughs> Where's the <laughs> duck? My my tofu duck hiding in the closet. Um, but I still got, I got to find a place for those ducks too. But yeah, if you how does it work if you get an S on X difficulty or whatever, and both playthroughs you unlock Hunk's playthrough, and then once yeah, you get I think you unlock Tofu. I think Tofu. I think Tofu is literally like you have to do it on both of them on the hardest difficulty and get like S or S plus or some crap. It's like yeah. stupid hard. So with um, S or S plus, you can only save like three times and you have to beat a certain time and no deaths. Mm-hmm. And Basically then you need to be a speedrunner of the game. Then you unlock Hunk's playthrough. And if you complete Hunk's playthrough, which is notoriously difficult on S or better again, then you unlock Tofu, which is literally like I believe it's Leon's A playthrough, and you are a chunk of tofu with a knife and <laughs> only a knife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it is the it. greatest thing. It was like they used the tofu as like a test dummy whenever they were developing the game, <laughs> just like to slot in in place of like the character model for Leon or Claire, and then they ended up just including it as a secret <laughs> unlock, and now That's it's like. The- notorious for being like that the hardest is way. My favorite thing about old games. Little things like that. Like they don't do that anymore, I don't feel. Like, no. Can you imagine if they added like I don't know, like The Last of Us and it's like Ellie became a piece of cheese or something. Everybody's like, so Oops. serious these days. Speaking yeah. of The Last of Us, Last of Us actually uh, Naughty Dog and the developers were very outspoken that they took a ton of inspiration from Resident Evil 2. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Not at all. Um, but as I said, I don't have a ton of experience, so I, I really can't speak a ton to RE2 PS1 um, other than pretty much what Joe said. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to hop into the remake. 
So Let's I've, do it, dude. I've purchased Resident Evil 2 on Steam. It's currently on sale, 60% off, just so anybody knows. Uh, when you listen to this, it'll be gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it goes to November second for the sale. So okay, uh, when you listen, you have a day this, or two. You have a you have a day or two. You got a prayer. Uh, you got a prayer. To get it. But yes, my yes. loose plan is to play through the rest of one, play through two, and then jump to seven. I thought we were doing four, then seven. Four and then seven. You heard it here first. I folks. I will tell you, <laughs> Bravo. I think you're going to struggle with one just because of the i think it's a little harder i think two you will love yeah and you will actually like you're gonna love it and you're gonna actually like want to play it unlike where it's probably feeling like pulling teeth right now playing one um just because you're not a huge fan of horror games like you said but you said you like dead space didn't you yeah you were enjoying it okay so dead space again is not really a horror it's more like a thriller type yeah so RE2 remake is more similar to yeah, Dead Space. It's more than of a RE1. more of a shoot 'em up kind of a game, to be honest. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> but anyways, um, so the remake. All right, we, we'll ask we'll ask the question also. Leon or Claire, who do you pick? Jill. <laughs> My man. <laughs> My man. My man. <laughs> So, I like Claire as a character probably equal to Leon. Um, whenever I played through the game the first time, I did the Leon playthrough, A, because I knew that I played both and Leon was listed first. Mm-hmm. That is my only reasoning I picked Leon over Claire. Well, all right, so say you're going to sit down because we've played it enough for you to just pick whoever you like to play more, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Who are you picking? If I were, for an A playthrough, if I were to sit down and pick one up right now, it would be Leon because I don't like the Sherry sequence mm. for Claire. Okay. I always pick Leon because I like the shotgun better than the grenade launcher. Yeah, I'm indifferent. I use the pistol almost through the entire game, so... Shotgun's just my favorite, like yeah, because you could actually hit with it. Exactly, and <laughs> I like seeing blowing. I like blowing legs off and stuff easy. Shots fired. <laughs> Listen, it's Brad known... fires a lot of them before he hits something. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> it's a known fact that my aim is atrocious, and uh, it's impressive that I get through any horror games because of but... limited ammo. Fun fact about Resident Evil 2, whenever I first stumbled upon Bradley in his stream and he was talking about how he likes horror games and all this and we were talking about Resident Evil and like oh, two days later, Resident Evil 2 remake got announced and Brad and I were both just sitting there kind of looking at each other like, this is happening. <laughs> no, it was Resident Evil 3 we were talking about because I don't know if you remember I told you I downloaded the demo for Resident Evil 2 and I didn't like it, so I didn't buy it right away. Oh, it was 3. You're right. Mm-hmm. Well, Resident Evil I 3, downloaded the demo for 2 and played through it multiple times and loved it. So that was right before I got to my... Like, once I started playing Resident Evil 2 was when my, like, horror... like Yeah, I remember you said that. Addiction everything really took off 
So um, I don't remember why. I think it was just I wasn't used to the whole, all right, they drop you in and you have no idea where you're going. You don't know what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. you know I wasn't used to the Resident Evil formula of, all right, you're picking up the keys and you got to unlock these doors and everything. Like I was in that center part of uh, RPD and I just walked around that whole demo and I'm like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing right now. <laughs> you know what? That that reminds me that that's something that I uh, respect about Resident Evil is uh, it doesn't treat you like a child. It, it actually no hand holding. Yeah, I like I like games. I like developers that say, hey, we know the audience that we're trying to appeal to. This is not for. Tiny children. So figure this mm-hmm. one out, boys. And they just give you the controls. And you got to figure it out. Yeah. Unfortunately, no. I'm a little impatient with horror games like this. So it's a little slow paced for me. So it's hard for me to get through uh, this first game. But. Uh... Well, that's the thing I think that happens is once you get through the first one and you understand, because all the games are pretty f- similar. Um, what they're, you know, how they're structured of, right? You're finding, you're kind of walking around, there's a bunch of locked things, and you're slowly gathering some. The first like three. And then yeah, first seven, three, eight. and then seven and eight, too. Um, so they're, they're a lot like that. And once you learn, like you play through one, you learn that, you almost enjoy that first playthrough because you're like, ooh, I don't know where anything is, and you get to like take it all in. Mm-hmm. Um, because after the words, you know, when you learn is you learn the layout of that game so well from being lost so much <laughs> that when you play you the new just game, draw the map by hand. Yeah, you're just you know you go with your eyes closed, like all right, I'm going through this door, that door, here, there. Um, yeah, I mean up the stairs. I know you were around when I was playing through Village Bubble, but my first play through eight hours, my second was like two hours and fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah but um it's uh it's definitely something nice like i it took me numerous days to be a resident evil 2 like numerous I it days in a day the remake i played it at midnight and was done with it by like noon i was <laughs> so excited <laughs> no life did i 100 um, percent did like I'm trying I wish I had a save that said how many hours like it felt like it took a while but like I said it was kind of my first time experiencing a lot of it so yeah. for me um like I didn't understand the whole tyrant stuff like I, like he actually freaked me out because I wasn't used to um <laughs> <laughs> the whole being chased and on top of that um, I didn't realize that you're just straight up faster than him, so he just doesn't really catch you as long as you run. Yeah, which is you know, kind of ruins the ruins the fun when you figure that out. Resident Evil but... Two also introduces us to Ada, who is one of my favorite characters of the series. Mm-hmm. Yep, Ada, good old She's Ada and Leon, an amazing character, and I love the writing of her. Just so mysterious. Hmm. And I think overall, like monster designs, whatnot too. Like on obviously zombies are kind of they're just zombies, 
but like the liquors are like super creepy. Um, how they make them look in the remake is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, and like the remake so graphically hard. is just so good. It's crazy. Like, honestly, even today, like when did that game come out? 2017? 19. The remake came in 2019. That's I, I for some reason yeah, I thought it was 2019. Oh wow. That's newer than I thought. Um but holy crap, that game is gorgeous. Like super gorgeous. Um and to me, it's too bad that they like we said we'll get to it three. But they 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 have the right uh mix of everything. The horror elements, the shooting. It's like getting the best of all worlds. For horror games from our yeah, so standpoint. for reference, as opposed to being the fixed camera angles and the like clunky tank controllers, you go to more of a Resident Evil 4 type playstyle, which is third person over the sh- shoulder shooting. But which... big butts, you can move while you're aiming, which you can't do in Resident Evil 4. You can in Resident Evil 2 Remake, yes. Are you sure? I think so. Unless I'm completely... I could have sworn I was able to move back while uh, panicking and shooting. <laughs> now I'm trying to look up something real quick, but... I don't either think way. You oh, maybe can. you can't. I don't no, think you, so. I think you... No, because I know... No, you no, definitely you can. can't. I think I'm watching a play... Because I just pulled up a thing. I think the guy is, was moving back. Uh, while aiming. You move, like, pretty slow, though. Okay, well, while you're figuring that out, when you played through this, what difficulty did you play on? I just chose normal. Okay, so I did hardcore for my first playthrough simply because of the fact that the ink ribbons weren't mm-hmm. a thing in normal or the easy. And I felt that was a pretty core mechanic to the old Resident Evil-type game. But I did... And I know many people aren't a fan of the third-person aspect of the remake as opposed to the fixed camera angle, but I thought it was the better route to go and opens it up to a broader audience. It, uh, I think that it's, it's a good thing that they added the mixture. So I like the fact that they have like the easy, normal, hard, obviously, and had the ink ribbons because... Taking away the ink ribbons, yes, um, negative for fans of the old games, but just opens up for people like me, who were I just, you know, jumped in at that point, and I didn't really know, or like Bravo, if he's jumping into it in the beginning. Like, it's kind of unforgiving if you're, if he used to jump into hardcore, it'd be pretty rough. I just wish they would have, like, hardcore, it, I struggled getting through because of, you know, it was my first time playing through Resident Evil 2, per se, outside of, like, getting to the gun shop in the PlayStation 1 version. But mm-hmm. I wish there was just a setting to use ink ribbons for, like, normal or easy. Like, just ink ribbon, yes or no. That's all. Just increase the amount of them that you get in places. Not, you could do that, or just give me the option. Like, if I want to turn the ink ribbons off, I could just go into the settings and turn them off. So you're saying you, you don't want ink ribbons on... I want ink ribbons. And you don't get them on the easier difficulties? You only get them on hardcore. Oh, so you can save anytime you want on the normal. Correct. Oh. At one oh. of the safe spots. 
also going back to the moving so you can move while you're aiming um and it all it does is just makes your aiming reticle larger and harder to hit things oh well i did not even notice and i probably stood still <laughs> whenever i was shooting all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah see i i'm surprised that you because i was gonna say i'm like i 100 percent remember it because i remember from just like semi speed running it up the steps like, i remembered up the steps now like you keep tapping yeah because you like full sprint and you're just like boom shoot somebody in the leg to stall them out <laughs> yeah but i mean you like stop and shoot them you're not full sprinting when you shoot it you, you slow down yeah but anyways um yeah the sherry section was pretty meh yeah, I um, did not enjoy it at all. Yeah, um, I also think, hmm, I'm trying to think of an area. Um, so no, I think I'm thinking I'm thinking of three. Never mind. Ugh. Um, but I do actually. There is a spot that I I'm not a huge fan of. It's when in Leon. You see Ada, and then you—it's f- when you fight William Birkin the second time, I believe. And then you can you can do the fight without firing if you go over and you like hit the button, and then this like crane thing comes and smacks. Oh him. Yeah, yeah, yeah! You know what I'm talking about? Yep. I didn't I didn't care for that area. That yeah, much. I ended up smacking myself with that thing more times than I like to admit. Yes. But yes. then I after I beat the game, I learned about the knife being attached to frame rate. And I just mm. shred them at this point. Yeah, I didn't have that. Uh, I didn't have that perk because I was playing on PS4. Yeah. So uh, no, no knife fun for me. Sucks for you, nerd. Yeah. But Resident Evil Two remake, by far my favorite Resident Evil as of now. Yeah, easily, and um, all of, like the extra modifications and stuff that you can add to your guns and everything. Like, it just was so cool. Like, I absolutely loved it. It was just a perfect amount of, like, inventory management. Like, it wasn't inventory management testress like Resident Evil 4. But, you know, you didn't have to. I wish it was. I do, I do too, honestly. That's, like, so good. Um, But it was just... It, you know, it's very satisfying when you're sitting there and you have your basic pistol and you start adding all the attachments to it and it becomes this beast. Yeah, um, I across all Resident Evil games, I will keep that basic pistol as my primary weapon as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Just because the cutscenes, they always just have the pistol and I've made it mm-hmm. a point that I'm going to stick to the canon way to play it. Mm-hmm. I always just love rolling around with a shotgun, so... If I can use a shotgun, I always try to. I'm but, also that um, guy that likes to try to save my like heavy ammo because what if the, I need it for the next boss and then I beat oh, the game yeah. and I'm like have 800 shotgun shells and 4,000 <laughs> machine gun rounds. I'm. I mean, I'm always. Uh, I I conserve my ammo. It definitely, like the shotgun. You conserve it, but like you a... just miss when you shoot, so you burn through yeah. it. The the shotgun is like the the panic button essentially for me and i want the shotgun over the grenade launcher (laughs) 
That's all. Even the grenade launcher makes more sense. If you're going to panic and do anything, you want to shoot a grenade at somebody. Yeah, but you also don't want to shoot yourself with a grenade. That's true. I I see your problems are you're bringing guns to a knife fight. In Resident Evil 2 Remake, you are correct, sir. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the knives in Resident Evil 2's Remake, like I said, are attached to frame rate, so each frame, the knife hits and does damage. (laughs) So the speedrunning categories are broken up into, like, 30 frames per second, 60 frames, 144. Wow. Because when you're fighting a boss, you just take a knife and just start swiping. And if you have 144 frames, you do more damage than a PS4 player can. Swiper, no swipe. What a noob. (laughs) PS4 players. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I should probably move on to the next game. Um, it is, I think, the best of the series, in my opinion. I think the it's, I think it's the best for newcomers, as it's the it has the newer control schemes, feels more modern, very easy to pick up and play. Don't have to, you know you don't have to know any other story behind it. You can Talking just hop three? in. Two for two. Two okay. for two. Yep. Because you said two let's remake. move on and then. Stuck yeah. to where we were. Yeah, it's it's just Brad talk. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now we're moving to three. Okay, okay. Now we're moving to three. Uh, but in two <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, real quick too. Um but we'll talk about three. I've never touched the uh PS1 game. I do know that the PS1 version is significantly superior because it's much longer than the remake of three so joe have you played any of the ps1 i have not played it personally but i have watched my cousin play through a good chunk of it on the ps1 okay and i've watched speedruns and playthroughs mm-hmm. i i've watched um so there's maximilian dude he's a he's a streamer and he is mainly like a fighting fighting game streamer, but he is hardcore, like super hardcore fan of Resident Evil. So I always watch all of his playthroughs and he's very knowledgeable, does well. So there is fun. I've watched him um, play bits and pieces of it also. And um, as I said, I don't know much, but I know that they cut a lot of the stuff. And like we were talking about before, when they announced Resident Evil 3 Remake, Joe and I were kind of like little giddy kids getting all excited because it looked gorgeous. This game looked absolutely gorgeous. And it still does. I mean, And it Resident is Evil 3, like the PS1, is like a game that I've had on my bucket list to play forever mm-hmm. because it's just so widely loved by the community. But... I just never got around to playing the original. And then they were like, we're remaking it. And I was just like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. But it's going to yeah, be so, different. So you're still going to have to go back and play the original. Oh, I, I, I don't even to. acknowledge that the Resident Evil 3 remake exists. <laughs> so Fair I enough. tried. Uh, this is spoilers as what Joe and I. Joe already spoiled his thoughts, as you could tell. I tried so hard. To like keep a positive <laughs> mindset on this game, and I was like, try to tell Joe, it wasn't that bad. 
you know, it was, and then like every time. So I've tried to go back to it a couple times now. I'm like, hey, you know, I'll give it a shot. Here, this is what I will give the game. Okay. Um, intro of the game. I don't care for it. It's like way too cutscene cut heavy and takes forever to get to the action. But once I would say you get to where you can like roam around the city, um, I think that that is the best part of the game. And if they were able to expand on that, it would have been a very good game. Um, it and because there's a lot more exploring of the city than what they gave us. And essentially, the best part of the game was the demo that they gave us. Um, if you play the demo, and <laughs> it just goes straight downhill from there. Um, especially when you get to there's a sewer part. And this is what I was thinking about for um, Resident Evil 2. You get into the sewer and exploring there. I I lose all interest. That Every time I play the game, I go from enjoying it to I just turn it off and never play it again. It's rough. So, the, um, so my favorite thing about this game is Jill's character model is phenomenal. The graphics oh, so and the... Good. The graphics in the small bit of the town you actually get to play are ridiculous. Some of the best graphics, like, on the market. And the style they put it in, the third person, just like the Resident Evil 2 remake, phenomenal. And then you play through the game that they charged $60 for. You play for three hours, and you're done. And yep. you're just like, that's... what? So here's what... Um... Here's what they basically, I think, was, was the mentality of Capcom at this point. So they released it with, what was it called? Resident Evil Resistance? Mm-hmm. Or is that the... Is that what it was? I believe it was Resistance, yeah. Yeah, resi- which is the multiplayer game mode. It's like a standalone multiplayer game. They packaged them together. And I think they were like, oh, we could cut corners in the single player because we got this multiplayer. Nobody wants multiplayer with Resident Evil. They've tried it so many times. It's failed almost every single time. Just stop it. Like If you're going to do it, you put very little resources into that compared to the single player, because that's what people are buying the game for. Um, Yeah, it, it's super disappointing. Even taking your time, I mean, I think if you're literally squeezing the life out of that game, it's like at max four and a half, maybe five hours if you're completely brain dead. Um, it's pretty, pretty bad. And it's just frustrating. Um, it just doesn't feel like a Resident Evil game. The game had so much potential, man. It really did. The little bit of the city that you get just makes you want so much more. And you only Mm -hmm. get it for like an hour of gameplay. If that. It's just, I think the biggest thing is it's pathetic. That's a third of the game, sir. Yeah. And... (laughs) It's it's honestly like I've never been so disappointed in a game. And this game made me like truly scared of a Resident Evil 4 remake because I love Resident Evil 4 so much. I think you don't have to be worried because I think everybody understands how beloved it is, including Capcom. So you got to think they handed Resident Evil 3 off to a um, outside company. It was not developed by that Capcom. company. 
According to my research, it was developed and published by Capcom. So I think it wasn't like the main, like it wasn't the same makers of RE2 remake, essentially. Like, like a different group. It, it could have been like the, the C team. Gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't even, well, they should have all been fired. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty bad. Um, and I don't know. It, I feel like Nemesis, they like did him dirty. He, he looks cool and cool design and everything, but I think Resident Evil 2 just does literally everything better than um, like Resident Evil 3. And it's sad that like, you can't like there's no like body um like body damage like in resident evil 2 so like you could literally see the damage from shooting a zombie in the leg in resident evil 2 and in this game it's just like it's a clean blow off like you don't see any damage just goes boom just like falls off essentially where yeah. you could like damage it on different sides and everything also this game has one of the most forgettable characters in my opinion in carlos that hair though yeah it it's either shaggy like afro yep yep yeah <laughs> carlos olivier how can you and forget that <laughs> he is the most bland character in this iteration of the game yeah and i don't know what he was in the, the ps1 game i don't know if he was like like, like, was he even a part of it, or just like a, like a small side character? Did he was he actually playable? That I don't I know. Don't remember per se. Yeah. Anyways, um, we don't have to beat a dead horse. The game is very uh, disappointing. I would probably just say skip it. Um, it's really not worth picking up. Um, unless it's like five bucks, then I guess maybe. Um. You can pick it up because obviously it looks great. You're going to visually get a AAA title, but you'll be disappointed compared to two. I don't expect um, to see much of your visually AAA title. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we might as well go to the, I would say, um, fan favorite of the bunch, which is Resident Evil 4. Um, this is the one that everybody talks about the most. And they think it's like, one of the best games of all time, yada, yada, yada. I, I think the game is great. I think um, it's going to be very exciting seeing this one be remade, though, because um, it has a mixture of modern and tank controls, which is interesting, but it takes a little bit getting used to, which is one of the reasons why I don't think Bravo, when jumping into it, will possibly like it as much like if he I've goes from one to two to four he's not going to enjoy it as much if he went like one four and then came back to the remake of two in the future mm, yeah because the i've had my buddy try to play it and it's like you literally have to like flip a switch in your head to be like okay this is how it is <laughs> it, um i don't know why yeah. like, obviously if you've played it before it it kind of comes back to you a little bit more naturally but it's really tough getting used to. Um, so Resident Evil 4 play is obviously Leon. And in the village, uh, literally in how, how fast do you think you get to the village? What, in like first, like what, five minutes, probably? 15 for a new player. 
Yeah, probably about. Yeah, it makes about sense. If you so, take it slow, take in the area, you know, fifteen. That's, and um, I will let you know. Resident Evil Four, the VR game, came out just recently, and I picked this up. I have I have the Oculus Quest Two, so I'm like I, I bought it day one as soon as it came out, and I haven't gotten very far. I actually just finished that village um, part, and I got a, just a tiny bit past that, and. I had to stop because I was getting kind of nauseous. But um, I'm playing like full immersive mode and everything. I will say uh, it is absolutely phenomenal. Like this is the best VR game I've ever played by far. Control wise, everything. And it makes Resident Evil 4 feel like a brand new game. How many really VR games have you played, sir? Um... So we can get a reference, you see. Like 10, 12, probably. Mm. I played a good amount. Um, and like, for example, Super Hot is probably one of the other top games. Oh, well, like Beat Saber, but that's obviously its own category and stuff. But for like a immersive game where I'm like, holy crap, this is like by far the most immersive game ever played mm -hmm. and it feels great. And like, it just adds tension to stuff that mm -hmm. normally you, you wouldn't have in Resident Evil. So Resident Evil 4 really isn't a scary game like at all. It's when the series kind of started making the change to an action game, less like focusing less on horror and more on action. And not that it's bad in Resident Evil 4's case, because it's, it's a very, very good game, but um, it's actually very freaky. So when you're in that village, you uh, see the iconic chainsaw guy chasing you. And I was crapping myself. Trying well, to that's pretty common, Brad. We, you end up having yeah, we are just, yeah, the poop skis <laughs> are flying. A uh, question. Is the mm. are, are the movement controls in that uh, locomotion or teleport? You could choose either or. Okay, all right. Which ones are you? I going did with? the locomotion. Yeah, I did the more immersive one. I feel which like which is why you, I got nauseous. Yeah, I feel like if you do the teleport, you kind of lose the. Uh, depending on how they do teleport, because I've played games where the teleport is basically on like a cooldown. Uh, or if you spam it, you just like the range just like greatly decreases every time. So you're basically like mm -hmm. teleporting like inches if you're spamming so, it to prevent you from just like blasting through a game. Mm -hmm. uh, I played like basically it's the first the first villager that you see um, the enemy versus enemy in the house. I played to him. And with a teleport just to try it out. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it. And I'm like, I just, I, I want to see how it feels. And I was actually surprised at how well I took the, um, the normal, you know, more immersive camera movement. But I think the neatest thing is you really don't have to turn. So like the Oculus controls, like you have two analog sticks on each controller and the right stick acts like a right stick also. But you don't even really need to use that because if you just turn around, you can just hold forward and you'll move forward to whatever way you're like facing, which is 
pretty nice. And like I said, it makes it almost more immersive than when you're hitting right because it doesn't like 15 or 30 degree turns. And it's very dramatic. Like, you know, you could just notice it. It's like drastic. Like, oh, all right, it moved. Um, yeah. But like, basically, you have your knife on your left chest. You've got your ammo on your like left hip. Um, pistol, right hip. Shotgun is on your back shoulder. And then you look at your wrist. You see your health and your ammo on there. And it's just it's pretty super, cool. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's super stressful when you're shooting because like you're not really <laughs> what's even crazy the game. is you're <clears throat> still in the beginning of the game. Wait till you get to like oh, yeah. the castle. <clears throat> Dude, I, that's that's what I was saying is like looking at it and comparing like I was in the village and I had to reset four times. Like three or four times because it was intense and I was just getting swarmed so hard. Dude, I'm going to end up having to pick up a damn Oculus to play this. You, I, I'll be honest. It, it's, it's a, it's a console seller. It. Well, it really a headset is. headset seller. It's 110%. Like it, I would say hopefully Black Friday sales, the Oculus goes down in price. It's 100, 100% worth picking up an Oculus Quest 2 because they're not like crazy expensive. What, 200 Definitely bucks for the base yeah. model? Yeah, it's, it's just for that. It's so worth it. And I would, Oculus just dropped their requirement to have a Facebook connectivity or, to it, right? I don't think they dropped it yet, but they mentioned they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and where they piqued my interest. Yeah, I would make sure that they, they do. Obviously, there's ways around it, but it's it's not something that I'm interested in, so I, I would never get one. Yeah. But we've yeah, talked a lot about bad. the VR gameplay of it. Let's talk more about the game. You mentioned yeah. you to play through as Leon. As the only playable character, the first time you only play as one character throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's also the first game that takes place primarily in daytime mm-hmm. and still keeps the horror. And it's also the first time you're outside of Raccoon City as a whole. Yes. they So because of the change, so they wanted to make one, two, three, the... Um, Pretty much, trilogy. yeah, like the trilogy and stuff, and then obviously there's a couple spinoffs and whatnot that have happened, but uh, in between. But four, they wanted to make it like different, like something that stood out, which is why they changed the camera angle of being behind the shoulder instead of fixed camera angles and whatnot. Um, and here's the thing: it works great, like it really does. And Resident Evil Four, I think it deserves pretty much all of the hype that it gets like it really is a phenomenal game the once you get used to the controls like it feels phenomenal it feels like a full-on action game and honestly i think the biggest downfall is the game's too long yeah That's, it's incredibly long you go through so many different areas and for controls what is strange to them is you get the third person aiming it's fixed camera or fixed motion. So whenever you aim the gun, you can't move. And it's like a laser sight outside of like a scoped weapon. And with Leon like breathing, the laser will actually like shift. So it's not steady, which makes a lot of people have some issues with aiming. I'm sure that doesn't help Brad's case at all. 
<laughs> he gave us the look as he was drinking his tea. But uh, <laughs> the like weirdest part about the controls is it has that old game vibe where like on the left stick, up and down moves forward and backwards. But left and right on the left stick don't move you left and right. It turns your character, like rotates. So you could only move two directions per se. But yeah, they did add just... like the quick turn, so you could just quickly turn around and run. Like I said, it's a mixture of modern controls with tank controls. Because like even though it's not, it like it really is tank control still. Um, and another thing that I thought was kind of funny is, uh, which I I totally forgot from the last time I played it is, you can aim. You can do all of the aiming and stuff with your left stick. Yes. Because it was originally on the GameCube. And I don't know if they used this. You know, I haven't played the GameCube one in like a long, long time. I don't know I if don't you think can use aim with the C stick. I don't yeah. think so. so. I have the GameCube um, one, as I feel that's, mm-hmm. you know, the original way to play the game. So what's actually really funny is whenever I first got Resident Evil 4, uh, my mom went to the store and I gave her money and was like, hey, mom, I need you to pick me up Resident Evil, meaning the remake for the GameCube of the first game. And she comes back and hands me Resident Evil 4 and I look at her and I'm like, the hell is this, mom? And she's like, Resident Evil, that's what you text me. And I'm like... Are you doing, woman? I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't say 4, did I? I said Resident Evil. <laughs> and she's like, well, are you going to take it back? I'm like, I'm 12, mom, I can't drive. She's like, well, then shut up. <laughs> <laughs> And so I stumbled across it on accident. But uh, <laughs> the game is phenomenal. Uh, I remember playing through it. I played through it with my dad, and it won multiple Game of the Year awards. It was released in 2005. And God, it's so such a good game. And they released it it's, on everything it's, now. It's been released on everything. It's literally but on everything. The best way to play it outside of potentially VR, hands down the Nintendo Wii. Mm-hmm. It is incredible on the Wii. I think a lo- it's very common for a lot of people to say that the Wii is the best version of the game. What, what makes, what's the difference? You got the motion, the motion control aiming. The motion control is actually very, very good. It, and... It's not common people get to say motion controls of a game are good, but mm-hmm. they did it right in Resident Evil 4. Now imagine this. The Wii is good. Now imagine how VR is. I know. I don't want to talk about Seriously. it anymore. Joe, go buy it right now. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to spend money I don't have. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, some other stuff I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think of like things that stood out to me. Ada obviously is in the game as well. My um, least favorite part of the game is Ashley. Yes. Um, and... Ashley is the president's daughter. Uh, That's the whole premise of the first half of the game. Yeah, Leon goes to save the president's daughter. She was kidnapped. That's Ashley. Once you find Ashley, it becomes a a quarter of the game is an escort mission. And it's miserable because her AI is terrible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They actually, I was reading into it, they revamped Ashley's AI for the VR version. She's not as bad now. Mm, I didn't. Well, I guess I get to look forward to that whenever I get to it, which <laughs> at the rate that I'm going will be in 2022 around December. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but but there was actually a lot of different versions of Resident Evil Four prior to Resident Evil Four's like actual release that we got. And yes. there was like the fog version, which was whenever development first was restarted on this game, and I think it was in like two thousand one, and it was first announced in like two thousand two, and it, it was I don't remember exactly the number. It was something like forty percent of the game was finished, and they yeah, gave out right. a little trailer of the castle, and it was really foggy. And then apparently that all ended up getting scrapped. And then the next thing we see was the Hookman version, which is where we see like the third person over the shoulder shooting. And there's this enemy that was chasing you down that seemed kind of Mr. X's from Resident Evil 2. That was like, you could shoot him, but it didn't matter. And he had a hook, so it got named the Hookman version. I think that one got even farther in development before it got scrapped. And then there was the hallucination version, which I'm not as familiar with or how that exactly worked. But I know the Hookman version is like the most popular known. And before we got mm-hmm. the final version, but they made this game like multiple times before they finally settled on something. And uh, they had like five years between the re- or six years between the release of Resident Evil Three and Resident Evil Four. The other fun fact too is that uh, when they first were making it, um. The the first version was very action based, and ended up turning into Devil May Cry. So um, that's a they, cool little. They took action to the whole next level for that one. That's yeah, it's true. I'm but, but it's very it's funny that version. Have you have you guys played Devil May Cry by any chance no. at all? I've watched people play it, never touched it myself. Nope. So so Devil May Cry one you can tell that it has Resident Evil elements to it. And um, I've, I haven't beaten it, but I've played a little bit. Very similar, like, exploration. But if you just, you know, I popped in Res- uh, Resident Evil, Devil May Cry 2, and it's hardcore just fight, 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 fight versus, like, the exploration part. Yeah, it's insane. So It became a hack and slash pew-pew. Um, and I think the other thing too that's cool is those demos have come to light now, and you can download and play them. That I was the only, reason, the only reason why I know that is um, that guy Maximilian, dude, he's played through um, bits and pieces of those, and I think somebody actually recreated the demo or something like one of the demos too in like Unreal Engine or something. So. Mm. It was something cool like that, but nonetheless, um, the I think the my favorite enemy design wise and stuff is the blind Wolverine dude. I can't stand him. I think he's just cool looking. So Resident Evil Four, like in all of its glory, it actually bothered me a bit that it went away from like the typical zombie. I I'm a huge sucker for Resident Evil's like basic zombies. And just zombies in general. And it was really weird to me. Like the shift. Expecting, like I said, my mom to bring me home the Resident Evil remake and get the classic zombie. And then I get this Resident Evil 4. But uh, it turned um, out great. Yeah, I am very much with you on that. Um, if you give me zombies, I'm a happy boy. Um, 
I never been a fan nearly as much. And I think that's why I like Resident Evil 2 is because majority of the monsters are just yeah. zombies. I, I also say like I like zombies, but I don't like like the more modern zombies. I like the old, slow, funky zombies yep. that just walk. Like they're clearly you dead. Like full, you don't want like Left 4 Dead sprinting. No, dude, it drives me nuts. <laughs> I just, I love the classic zombie. It's like my favorite horror creature. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, Resident Evil Four. I think you know we could probably talk it into the ground, kind of like the rest of these games. But we should probably move forward. Um, unless you have anything else to add. I'm going to get an Oculus. Good. I'll be a happy boy when you get it. I just need to play Resident Evil 4 again for the... Dude, I'm like... Time. I'm like dying to like have time at home to play it. Like, I just need to have like a good session. But I need <laughs> I need it to be long enough so I can take my breaks in between so I'm not getting nauseous. You just got to give Bethany some... Go go to dinner, Bethany. Go take yeah, take a day. Here's <laughs> some money. Go get a massage. Uh, no, but, but uh, um, on to five. Yeah, five. So uh, this this was kind of cool. I just played through this for the first time. I've attempted to play through five, and I always hated it. Um, and the main reason is because it's <clears throat> I don't consider a horror game at all. Um, it is just an action, a co-op action shooter. That is, in my opinion, what the game is. And Joe was like, listen, it's a good game. You know, let's play through it. And we played together on Steam. It took us two days total. Yeah. Um, we put some hours into it for sure. Oh, yeah. But I personally yeah, I think, think I mean, it's I okay can... for a series to break away from, like, the core theme. So, like... You know, just out from the outside looking in, uh, one, two, and three are maybe a horror because you're playing characters that haven't really figured out what the heck is going on and there's zombies or whatever, but then the zombies are evolving or maybe you're just learning more about them and it turns into a, a shoot 'em up game because, you know, they've spread and the disease has spread and now you're, you know, fighting off a horde or whatever. You know, I, I'm just giving an example but it to me, you know, without knowing the story of five, it seems like maybe it's okay if it fits within the, so, the story of the of the series. So just this is the thing. Resident Five itself, there I don't think there's anything wrong story wise and whatnot. It's more of so Resident Evil Four was popular, like to that date, like when Resident Evil 4 came out, that was the most popular Resident Evil game. And By far. Yes, like it sold the most copies. It was like a huge hit. And they're like, hmm, what, what changed? Oh, it was more action-y. Let's make it even more action-y. Well, here comes. It know, also they... was like the taste of the time. It was the hot thing. Mm-hmm. It was like action games. Well, so it was the time of like Call of Duty you know, modern yeah. warfare, all that it was, stuff. I don't know. You know modern warfare 360 PS3 era. So yeah. it was in that time frame. Shooters were becoming popular, like action people. It was like the hot thing, especially in like Western audiences. 
Yeah. So they they do that, and it's just like they just did these stupid. I call them Michael Bay moments, and it's like like there is a moment <laughs> at the end of the game, and Bravo, you're never going to play this game. I I highly highly doubt it. And so Chris Redfield is one of the characters you play as, and he's literally punching a boulder. It's like, like 50 times his size. Boxing a boulder to knock it off of a ledge to get over across it. It's just over the top and it's dumb. It's yeah. very cartoony action. But yes. So the game itself as a co-op game is an incredible co-op game to play with a friend. It's probably one of the best co-op games I've ever played. And when for like shooting wise and after like it's funny because we played it and then my buddy came over and i was like dude this is really good and like i was like i kind of want to have him play it and he just he couldn't get into it because it still has that old resident evil 4 aiming yeah and controls you can't yeah run sideways it's all forward backwards so it's still a little bit dated but um it's it's honestly not bad i i actually would play through this again which before i i just couldn't get past how actiony and weird it was it it just also if you do not play through this game with somebody it is significantly less enjoyable but basically resident evil 5 it's based in africa so we're once again not in raccoon city the bioterrorism has reached a global scale and this game actually got a ton of flack because whenever it originally released in the trailers all of the enemies were black being in Africa and Chris being a white dude and Sheva being uh, she seems mulatto mm-hmm. it got a lot of crap that you know you're these white characters running around shooting all these black guys and the game actually got like sent into like international findings and research was done that was kind of thrown away the complaints but capcom took it and you know went back and were like okay like we see the point and they added in you know different races or skin colors of characters as the enemies but it was a huge deal whenever this game first got released in its first trailers but essentially chris goes in with sheva to you know, try and figure out what's going on with the bioterrorism. Umbrellas affiliated once again. Yada, yada, yada. Pew, pew, your way through all of Africa. And definitely very action-oriented. My favorite is whenever, like, the one door is coming down when you're in, like, the caves. And instead of just, like, sliding under or just diving through, like, the characters, like, do a cross in the air and dive over and under each other, and it's just like, why would you do that if you're about to be crushed? That brings me, uh, that, that reminds me also. So, Resident Evil 4, as we said, was a little bit, uh, my favorite is, um, right in the beginning of the game, you're in the house, and so you kill, you kill the first, you know, villager that's bad, and then you're in the house and you're trying to like, oh, already got to go. And you go up the stairs and you're like, all right, well, I'll escape by the window. And it's like, press a to jump out the window. And you know, <laughs> logically, what would you think would happen? You'd open the window and maybe like lower yourself down, jump out a little bit or whatever. No, Leon does. Is Swan shoves, dives. Just 
Yes. Swan dives out of it head first, breaks the glass, and does like a front flip in the air, yeah. lands in a crouching position. It's, uh, it's it's insane. So, anyways, back to Resident Evil Five. Um, the the action of it is, and it, it's cool. It has the upgrade system also. Um, completely removes pretty much any inventory management it seems to me yeah it's like a um, nine grid system now that everything it, just takes up one spot yep and um it was kind of nice like so i think joe and i we were focusing on different weapons for the most part he had yeah. a sniper rifle and i took the shotgun yeah and i think we both had different kinds of pistols and i stick with the basic one all through the game i think brad ended up taking the lightning hawk at that point Mm-hmm. And I think I also had a. I I think I was messing around a little bit more. You had. I think you were mainly pistol and sniper rifle, and then I was using a little bit of the rest of the stuff, so like submachine gun and whatnot. Yeah, you had pretty much across the board. I was giving you basically whatever you wanted because, like I said, I literally only used the pistol in those games. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I think the game's fine though. Um, honestly, I don't have anything too much to say like it, it's kind of cool when you have like the horde modes i think the some of the outside of the basic monsters because those aren't too interesting but you get your like like in the beginning i remember like the executioner guy he was kind of cool looking yeah yeah he, he's, he's definitely cool. the iconic enemy of resident evil 5 uh one thing i really liked i love the co-op aspect and resident evil 5 realistically is the resident evil game that i have the most time in by mm-hmm. far just because of the co-op aspect and mercenaries mode, which was also in Resident Evil 4, but mercenaries basically just being a time-based mode that you kill enemies, pick up time, get more time, things like that. Just basically just survive as long as you can and gather points. But the co-op just made this game so fun, and I've played through it so many times and on every difficulty and got all the collectibles and all the infinite guns and the secret guns, which are a mini gun for Chris and like a tribal bow for Sheva, which mm. the bow is the best weapon. It doesn't have any like laser sight, nothing, no sights. You just pull it back and launch that bad boy. But it hits so hard because bows are overpowered in every game they're in for whatever reason. But uh, Sheva also has a left-handed over the shoulder aiming, which I prefer for some reason. But uh yeah, the game is incredible. I have no problem playing through this game whenever I get the chance. And as a Resident Evil game, the story fits. It it's better than 6. It's better than the 3 remake in my opinion. What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't be bad mouth in 6. All right. I well, by the way, Joe, at some point, we'll probably play five again on PlayStation. <laughs> I'm sure. So I want to um, beat six with you too. I I want to do it. We'll did, do it. Did you we guys record it. your five playthrough? No. No. We did a very casual playthrough, but we when we played six, um, <laughs> it was the we exact well, opposite of casual. We we might as well talk about six now. So when we played six, I was like, let's let's stream this bad boy. Um, why not? So we started up and with six, there's multiple um, campaigns. So 
I can't tell you right now all of them, but uh, the two that I know are Chris and Leon. And then there's, I think, is it Ada? Ada has a... Okay, so there's... Leon has his playthrough Mm -hmm. with... I don't remember the other girl's name. (laughs) There's a Chris playthrough with... Jake Moeller? Yeah. I, I think Jake's, those two together. Jake sounds familiar to me. So that okay. was what was throwing me off as well. There's three different playthroughs, or there's four? I think Ada... So Ada was originally going to be a single-player playthrough, but then the rest of the game was co-op, and they are like, we can't just have one that's single-player because you could do the rest of the game. And they just threw in like some random... Like umbrella character. Oh, so it's Leon and Hel- Helena's. Yeah, yep, yep, that's right. And then it's Chris and Pierre. And then Jake and Sherry. And then if you beat all of them, you would get Ada's campaign. But being the that it's we like got basically hunk you get to play mm-hmm. with her. So we decided so and they're also split up a little bit. So Chris is the more action actiony one and then Leon's is the most it's like Resident Evil where it's a uh, more survival horror and one <laughs> even though we, it's quotes it's more survival horror it this thing I call it the Michael Bay movie experience because <laughs> everything's blown up you're jumping out of helicopters every <laughs> the entire city explodes after Leon sneezes and um, it's it's wild so, so <laughs> Joe, Joe, and I decided to play through. We got two hours into. I, so we got hours. through the White House area. Like seriously, mm-hmm. we played through it, and we were like, "Okay, you know, this isn't bad." Then you go into like the subway system, and it—that's when the Michael Bay starts. Me and Brad start messing with settings. We realize we can make the laser on our guns different colors, and so we have yeah. like a rave going on in the subway system. And then we're going up the steps, coming out of the subway. And I don't know what I did, but I hit a button and I like dove backwards and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And then I'm like laying on the ground with like my gun drawn and I'm shooting and Brad's looking at me. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, do this. And so we start diving backwards and then we realize that you could like move when you're on the ground. Like you just shimmy along or you roll side to side. And so every time we see an enemy, we're diving backwards, rolling around like fish and spent like an hour just laughing and flopping around and then um as soon as i got old the game yeah the game the game was over (laughs) once we got bored with that (laughs) that was it i feel like have you guys ever seen the mma fighters that are like specialist in submissions like they're uh, (laughs) just flopping around down there they're sitting on the ground and they're like scooting at people (laughs) their legs like come on (laughs) come on come down here with me (laughs) <laughs> that's that's basically what we were doing but with just a pistol in <laughs> but we got butt. to there's a part in the leon campaign where you're in the gun shop from like resident evil 2 it might not be the exact one but it's a nod to it for sure and we basically are like and they're defending it and we're everyone's running around at like the npcs and they're screaming and everything and then there's just me and brad like laying in the corner <laughs> on top of each other <laughs> just uh, laying there shooting Oh my gosh, yeah. It was it's I will say 
so they try you know it is way more action based there is nothing scary about it at all no um but it's kind of cool they added like extra um melee options they added uh you know the diving is a i'll be honest it's actually good features i would say it's just too bad it wasn't better implemented it, it they're that, great features they just didn't fit what i as a resident evil fan was looking for i'm sure there's mm-hmm. fans out there that adore this game i am not one of them but i yeah. did beat every campaign in this with my dad we've played through all four of them um, oh you have i have beat this game completely mm. through and you i so <laughs> just about every resident evil game out there besides like the game boy or ds ones well, i have played through and beat including like the umbrella chronicles which is miserable were, uh, you and your pops were you like snowed in in a cabin somewhere and all you had was a generator in this game or so you don't know this game's bad until you start <laughs> playing it. I mean, they re- re- actually, now that I think about it, I don't think I actually own this game, like physically. I think I had a copy of this game, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, because mm. we had a cracked Xbox 360. So we mm. played this game before it officially released. Ooh, spicy. But I didn't say that here. And so we're all hyped up that we're playing a game ahead of time. But yeah, we played through this entire game. Like I said, we've played through all of the Resident Evil games from 5 onwards that were multiplayer, like Umbrella Chronicles or whatever that crappy one that you played is, the Umbrella characters in the areas. But yeah, this game, as a co-op game, it is okay. It's... If you're going to play one, I'm going to tell you to play five over six. But six for mm-hmm. what it is, is fun. If you want a pure action game, don't care about Resident Evil. You get the characters from Resident Evil thrown in there, but that's about all there is to the game. Story-wise, you don't progress much. I don't remember the story of this game. Every other it, game I could tell you the story of. I think the thing is, because it's so over the top, like if you were to take this and be like, okay, even, you know, take it out of Resident Evil, put, give it a different name and whatnot, right? It's, the story and stuff is just so over the top and cheesy that it makes you not enjoy it. So that's what I think is the biggest downfall because, like, if a game is, I don't know, it's like, it's kind of boring in general. Like, the gun the gunplay itself doesn't feel as good as four and five to me at least. Um, so you'd think like, okay, well at least there might be a decent start and there's not like this. It's just sucks. And it's very quick time event heavy from what I remember yeah. too, which yeah, makes very... it way, way worse, which like four started doing that, but it wasn't too much, but it had the quick time events. Yeah. It and was five mostly like running down hills for yeah four. yeah it was like just mash these few buttons and you died you just redid it real quick because you know what's happening now and then five they had a couple quick time events including the punching boulder scene but it wasn't as obnoxious as six so yeah six it's like everything like you want to open this door quick time event you want to yeah. where are the keys your gun put it in the ignition 
Look at the mirror. Check it out. Oh, <laughs> I remember we got into the car, and we're just sitting there, like, looking. We're like, not, why isn't nothing happening? And then we start looking around, and it says, like, open the visor to pull out the key. <laughs> and Brad's like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But, but anyways, um, yeah, so we'll probably at some point, I'm sure, sit down and try it one more time. Um, probably f- I... I've tried to force myself through a lot of horror games, so I feel like I almost am obligated to force myself through this one as well. Is this the only one you haven't played? Um, I well, I haven't besides done the zero. PS1. Yeah, I haven't done zero. I haven't done the original PS One games. Um, but I've done four or five. Haven't done six, seven, eight, and then like the off ones. I haven't played through all the way i've like tested them out and whatnot gotcha so well let's hop into uh back in the day get back to number seven mm-hmm. so resident evil 7 i um has a special place in my heart because it's the i give it credit to the game that got me back into horror games and kind of gave me that newfound love word again and Honestly, 7 is one of my favorite games. I know some people don't like it, but I like the change to the first person. I think it adds a lot of horror. I actually think this game was scary. Like, the intro to this game um, is extremely creepy. Like, there's just something that is off-putting, and it... Even still, like, I've played this game so many times, it's still just, like, I'm, like, I just, I kind of can't wait until I get through the beginning part. Basically, once you, um, the the main line of welcome to the family, son, and get punched in the face, um, <laughs> as soon as that happens, I feel a little bit better, because, uh... Um, well, now you're in the family, there's nothing to be scared of. Yeah, exactly, I'm part of the family. So. Did you um, play the demo for this before it released? Um, I think I did. I, I, I'm pretty sure I did. So, and that's I, what got me hyped for it. Yeah, I being a huge fan of Resident Evil for as long as I can remember. Uh, when the demo was announced for this game, I was one of the people that literally was like pushing every button on every inch of wall to see what I could mm-hmm. find because it was like Resident Evil 7. Like, what is this? This isn't Resident Evil. Why am I first person? I feel like I'm playing Silent Hill or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the demo, like how they teased everybody and just put in a whole bunch of nonsense to waste people's time was some of the most fun, like internet time I've spent trying to figure out with the randoms of like Reddit and all of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the game is really good for what it is. Um, it, I'll admit I was one very skeptical of the change to first person. I wasn't like per se, oh like they are not zombies or any of that anymore. Cause I was pretty much past that after four, five, and six. But um it was a tough change going from, you know, fixed cameras, which are basically like reached out third person to standard third person to then just being thrown in first person. Not playing a character that was recognizable and playing as Ethan. He was just a nobody to the series, pretty much. And it was 
weird to get into, but yeah, like you said, the introduction of the game, like walking through like the field into the home, it was something special. So to me, first of all, even still today, the game, it like that intro, um, the introduction, like actual movie, when you see the 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 video, like it's like the overview of yeah. Louisiana and the car. It looks like I was like, oh, wow, it's like a real video. You know, it's like real people and stuff. Yeah, like they're they're doing maybe like a mixture. No, that game was all it's freaking gorgeous. It definitely was great. I actually haven't played any of the DLCs for this game, and I didn't know they were all like free. Um, I don't know. Some of them are free. Some of them are. Yes. And they're actually pretty good. They have one where you play as Jack's brother. And you go through, it's actually pretty good. No spoilers, but because I haven't played them. So no spoilers, but like it's different enough, but like, you know, it's set in Resident Evil, but it's different enough to where you're like, this is interesting. Like completely changes like the combat and stuff like that. It's it's pretty cool. I Um, actually like wasn't aware that they were a thing until much later in the game's life. Like, because I played the game, I beat it. And then, like, PSVR came out, and I was like, oh, it has VR. So I played through it again and beat it and never touched it again. But I actually want to go through and play this game again simply because I want to do the DLCs. Mm. But, yeah, it's such a weird game for Resident Evil and, like, the massive change. English, Joe. Massive change they made to go back to this survival horror aspect. And I do think Ethan and Mia are pretty interesting characters uh ethan being the main player character mia being his wife that you go to rescue uh for a little background of the game uh mia goes missing a few years later ethan gets a what was it like voice recording of mia talking telling her so basically this is how i interpreted it um so mia recorded that video sent it that was three that was the the last video he ever received and he was re-watching it but then he ran if you look he gets a random letter that i think it's like a postcard or something and it says the address of the house and it's like i'm here mia it's like really short brief to the point and then that's why when she's like all confused and she's like i know stay away like she wanted yeah, to stay away yeah. and stuff in the video because she knew what was happening because she recorded it on the boat um i don't know if you yeah yeah that. yeah so, i did and it's it's a pretty cool like i i think it's cool i thought um i don't know i think mia is the creepiest part of the whole game though yeah so like the beginning part where uh she gets your hand per se mm-hmm. uh that part like in vr that was one of the most intense parts of the game and definitely the most intense vr experience i've had obviously i haven't played through four or anything like that yet but playing through resident evil 7 in vr like was the first game i played in vr i played like the you know little uh, until dawn and all of that and batman and all of those like goofy little games but it was like the first big AAA name game 
that uh, was available for VR, especially the PlayStation VR. Mm. And that, it changed the game completely and gave me a lot more respect for the game than I had. And overall, it's a really enjoyable experience. I think the Baker family are good antagonists. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought they were, they did a good job of like making them all very unique feeling and how oh, you had yeah. to deal with them. So this is, uh, I feel like this is the game that I know the most out of all of them, as weird as it sounds, because I've played this one so much. I, I, as I said, I, I actually played him this game um, early on, and I was like playing through it so much trying to get to play them. And the game just progressively gets worse. That's the biggest downfall about it. Like, yeah, it's so the Mia, even the, the Mia part's good, like right in the beginning. And then right after that, you get to, um, you you know it's split up into sections for the different family members that you go against and jack is by far in my opinion the best one without a doubt um, and i think the son is the best second best mm, i i know some people really do like marguerite and stuff i i think marguerite's area is cool i think that she's a cool character and stuff i i think the thing is i like um man what is his name right now i can't remember his name yeah, I can't. Jack, Marguerite, and wow, how am I drawing this blank right now? But um, Lucas, Lucas is his name. Um, I think Lucas is a cooler character, but his area, I think, kind of sucks. Like, it's, but yeah, it's funny. Yeah, his area got... does suck, but I like him as a character more than the mm-hmm. others. Yeah, exactly. And then when you get to the Mia section, when you're playing as her, it, I mean, it just falls off. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's terrible, but it's significantly worse than the rest of the game. Um, yeah. I also wasn't uh, a big fan of like the choice between Zoe and Mia. It felt unrealistic to me. Who's ever choose. Uh, yeah. There shouldn't even have been a choice. Cause it's like, Hmm, do I choose this person that I've known for however long I've been playing this game or and... my wife? Yeah, the person whose entire family's been trying to murder me brutally in multiple different ways, or mm-hmm. my wife that I went through all this for. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the boat I, area sucked. Yeah, the boat. The boat's by far the worst part. But um, I will also say I think the molded are pretty bad enemies, and I hate that there's almost no. I don't even know if there are any different enemies other than the molded. Are there? Is it uh, just molded? Isn't there like some bugs? Oh yeah, there's with? like maybe a couple bugs and like maybe like a fatter molded. Wasn't <laughs> there? Like, there's like the flying bugs. Wasn't was there spiders? I don't think there were spiders. I can't remember. Uh, Either way, the enemy variety is very, very lacking. And like Joe and I have already stated, zombies are definitely the go-to. Um, I understand what they were trying to do with this, but molded to me just didn't do much. Um, yeah, so there were yeah. like wall spiders for certain areas that would like block a path. You had to use the flamethrower to kill the bug swarms. You oh, use yes. the flamethrower. 
the flying bug. Then there was molded, fat molded, and crawling molded. There were six mm. enemies in the game that were not bosses. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and um, to to me at least, I don't know if you felt this way. Uh, I, when's the last time you played this game? Actually, it was before the two remake. Um, okay. when did the PSVR release? Because it was within a year of that. Hmm. I think the PSVR was pretty close to the regular release too. Either way, so like I was just wondering if you played it like within the last year or something. No, so, it was October 2016 was whenever the PSVR released. I got it a few months after release. Okay, so yeah, so I pl- I went through and I actually played this game before eight came out. Um. I because I was like super hyped, so I didn't beat it, but I got like probably um, halfway or so, and then I was like, I'm just, you know, I just don't have the time to actually sit down and beat it, beat it. But the game is kind of difficult because here's the thing: the aiming's not very good in this game. I don't like. No, it's pretty bad. I remember that. It's like real bad. <laughs> and honestly, I didn't think it was much better in Village. I thought it was. Maybe like slightly more optimized, but I hated I the aiming was, system. I think it was a bit better than seven. Okay, but... so the difference that I noticed. So I this is an unfair uh, comparison to me. I played seven on PS4. I played eight on PC, which I'm a lot more accustomed to aiming in now than mm-hmm. I was on a controller back then. So I can't really compare, but. Whenever I replay through seven, I will do it on PC. Okay, yeah, I, I would like to see what you said, but um, I think I understand. Like, it just feel felt like it was. It, it felt like he wasn't good at aim. Like you know, was pretty new to it. Wasn't trained yeah. with a gun and stuff, which I get. I think it's good, whatever. But I felt like it almost was. It made the game actually difficult. Like, I remember I was like, holy crap, I can't believe how much I utilized the blocking afterwards. Like, yeah. Was it Marguerite, block. the uh, her. the mom? Mm-hmm. Okay. Marguerite's the mom. The, her, her boss fight, I definitely remember struggling with the aiming because of how fast she was crawling around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, But I remember actually just so... In the beginning of the game, you go into the basement. Um, so there's like a little save area, and um, there's like a, a door, and there's a stairwell. And so that door right there, you've got like a little item, your your item box, and uh, save area, and then you end up going down the stairs, and there's like, I can't, it's like a little, almost like a maze, and the one area you open the door and there's like a t- couple tubs. It's like weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were like two molded there and not even kidding. The aim was so weird and it was like throwing me off. Cause I think the last game I played was like last of us two. Yeah. And it like threw me off so bad. I, I would kept dying. I probably died like five times that part. And I'm like, I used to speed run this game literally. How am I this bad? It yeah, doesn't the make any sense. aiming definitely was not as strong 
Like, I don't feel they did great in either game with first-person aiming. No. Yeah, I, I agree, but it definitely was better. But anyways, I funny thing is, I feel like I'm kind of crapping on this game, but I do love it. I think it's a phenomenal horror game, and it does well. Um, As Bravo said, we're overly skeptical about this horror game thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I made you uh, notice it now. <laughs> yeah i think it's more of i don't really like the way so the, the placement of the garlic in this game it's it's uh yeah. quite unrealistic i think it's because it would play it so much you realize the flaws more often because like if i just played it one time i wouldn't have realized like oh this and sucks <laughs> then there's also me who's overly critical of every game i play and even like resident evil 8 like as soon as i finished it I had like a list of things I didn't like and tell Brad and then he's well this 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 and then he plays it again okay I, I see a little bit more where you're coming from it's like yeah, yeah. screw you you little here's, here's I think the biggest thing you could do um, to save yourself from having any of the negativity play it one time and don't play it again like seriously because as soon as you play it again you'll start noticing like certain flaws and you're like oh yeah it's kind of like um and don't talk to me ex- about in-depth reviews for games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you know how, um, I'm sure you've done this, you play you play a game, start it up, and you don't get through it, and you're like, all right, I'm going to restart it, because yep. I didn't get far enough into it, whatever. And the but intro, I'm also too far. And... Yeah, <laughs> or like, you, but like the intro, it like freaking sucks. And you're like, yo, I'm like dreading going through this intro. Or it's like an there's like an unskippable cutscene or something like that. Yeah. So welcome no. to my experience with The Witcher Three and the fifty times I've started that one. Yep, that's me too. But honestly, welcome to my Ocarina of Time. Playthroughs. Oh well, you were gonna finish that game. Yeah, that was no joke. Okay. Um, the that like cutscene where. Um, yeah, I know. Yep, and stuff. Oh, I. Dude, it bothers me that they still don't let you skip it. And I don't know what it is, but like for some reason, I when I play that game, I get really tired. It's the music. It's the music. Dude, I start falling asleep every time. I'm like, I'm I'm sitting down. I have it in my hands. Like I've started that game. I I I gotta I've gotta guess at least twelve times. And on the 3ds, I remember specifically, I was laying on my couch in my old apartment. And I literally dropped the 3DS on my face <laughs> because I fell asleep on the couch. We're getting <laughs> off topic here. Yes, Probably you got anyway. anything for Resident Evil 7? No, no, I I haven't touched it yet. It's way in the future for me. All right. I do village. like the way it looks. I I think uh, 7 and 8 obviously look amazing. And, uh, you know, um, when I get to them, I'm sure I'll enjoy them. You watched me play through a good bit of Village, correct? Mm-hmm. Were you there for that? Okay. Well, <laughs> I tuned in, I believe, in the morning. And then I went to work and then tuned in again. And you had beaten it and were playing through it again. And very casually was like, yeah, I'm like 15 minutes off of like the world record speed run <laughs> right now. And, and I'm like, oh, well, this game's kind of garbage. You beat it multiple times in a day well, actually i think it, you got it at night so like you were playing it the next morning yeah. Yeah. i played a bit at night i played it until like three or four in the morning yeah but I, and then 
the next morning I played it for and finished it. And then yeah. messaged Brad and he's like, Oh, I haven't started yet. And I'm like, No. Well, I was unlucky because I it was um because at the time I was doing like I'd work one week in the office and then I had a and then I would get like four weeks working from home. And that was it landed the week I was working in the office, so I wasn't able to start it until like five PM or something like that. The that day it came out. And um, I remember I started up and it was there was like a party in Discord. Joe's streaming this thing and there were like seven people watching him. <laughs> and I hopped in for two seconds and I was like, I'm just telling you, I'm not going to be in here because I'm literally turning everything off and playing this game. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was literally like a whole group in the Discord. Everyone just completely silent and it was awkward as can be. Me just sitting here playing a game, and everyone's sitting there watching. I may as well have been a Twitch channel at that point. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but I was super hyped for eight. We um, both were going nuts up to the release of this game, and I think it was the hype that one they were advertising it as basically Resident Evil Four and Seven having a baby. Because they're like, we're bringing back inventory management. We're bringing back, you know, um, a lot of the gun upgrades. Um, it's going to be more action-based with the horror and stuff. I, And it, it just, it looked amazing. Um, obviously. And then the demos got released and me and Brad were picking them apart. Oh my gosh. I had, I found a way to play through it multiple times. Because all you had to do is make another account on your PlayStation. So I played through it, I think, three times, one of them, um, just to kind of, well, let me revert that. So you had an hour to play through the demo. Taking your time the first time through took about a half hour, maybe 45 minutes, depending on how you're playing. And the the first demo... I literally took the entire hour because I was looking in every corner, every crevice and everything like that. Then once I found out the little workaround, I went and I blew through it and uh, I was just like messing around with the combat and whatnot. And actually I have all of my gameplay of the demo stuff on YouTube as well. But um, the, I, I honestly think the combat feels pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, and I think the game overall, it's paced very similarly to 7. The game feels significantly worse as you go through. Um, I think the first area of 8 is phenomenal, where the Lady Dimitrescu, and I also think the Dollhouse is really good too from for the first playthrough. It kind of sucks the second playthrough because you it takes away everything and it just slows the game down a lot, but it has a lot of that like PT vibes because it's creepy. You don't have any weapons. You're just walking around and then baby. So let's take a half a step back here. Brad played through the game on PlayStation five. I played through the game on PC. I was through the demos. So the first like two demos were released on PS five or PlayStation only. Uh I played through them on the PlayStation and I was very torn between getting it on PC or the PlayStation. And then 
uh, you know, I played through the first two demos on the PS5, played through the next demo release on both, thought it felt better for me as a player with a shooting game on a mouse and keyboard. And then I ended up buying a 4K computer monitor simply to play the game on my PC. That way I had the mouse and keyboard. Got a ridiculous deal on a really nice 4K monitor through Best Buy, but regardless, I ended up getting it on PC. And Resident Evil Village is another game, continuation of 7, where you are playing as Ethan again. You start off at home with Mia and your new child, and the goal of the game is child gets taken away, you go rescue child. Uh, not yeah, going to get too deep go. into, yeah, not going to get too deep into spoilers as this game is not even a year old yet, but uh, there are going to be some. So if you haven't played the game and don't want spoilers, now's probably a time to skip ahead. But I personally thought the game was really, really good and very reminiscent of four up until you left Castle Demetresque. The castle and Lady Demetresque and her daughters were both, all four, incredibly like detailed characters that were fleshed out and thick mama. And the mm, memes about the flesh. it. Yes, <laughs> fleshed out. Mm. But everyone <laughs> loves Lady Demetresque, but I'm here for the daughters, all right? But yeah, they were incredible. All of their fights were... I don't want to say that. The fights for the daughters, I felt, were pretty bland. Uh, pretty much across the board. And I expected a little bit more from them, I guess. But they were inevitably just mini-bosses, so I guess I don't have a reason to have expected more. Uh, I thought the Lady Demetresque fight was kind of meh. But I loved the area and like everything building up to that point. Um, is it the Dollhouse second? Yeah, it was the Dollhouse yep. second. Dollhouse second. Dollhouse was incredible. Uh, it became a walking simulator in like a puzzle sequence, which I like puzzles, so that was good for me. Uh, super creepy. The giant fetus thing definitely gave me PT vibes. Mm. Uh, uh, I like the area for the first time through. After that, it just becomes tedious to play through it like that part again, like Brad said. And I was speedrunning this game for a bit and then just got bored of it because some of the areas were just not fun to do. Uh, the third area would have been the swamp. I thought the swamp was a pretty rough area. Uh, I, there's very few games where I enjoy the swamp area. Mm -hmm. It just feels like it's used so often and very seldomly done in a good way. I also thought that the boss fight of it was pretty boring as well. I mean, it just felt like everything outside of Lady Demetresque, every boss fight in this game was a gimmick. And it's just like, oh, once you just figure out how to deal with this one attack they do, it's just a bullet sponge boss. It's Resident Evil. I don't know what I expect. I get the same thing every time for bosses. And then... The factory at the end, I'm not a big fan of, like, the whole factory theme. 
but I thought they did a really good job of it and, you know, using like the vertical up and down layers and going back and forth and solving those puzzles. And then <laughs> the boss fight was the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen in a Resident Evil game. The little forklift tank that got made by Chris, it, it, I was just it's, baffled. It's literally the worst thing, I think, of the game. It was so I mean, dumb. <laughs> I. It's not I, the worst I, thing in the game to me. It's the second worst thing in the game to me. But, yeah, that fight happens. Ethan gets, air quote, killed. And then you play through a chunk as Chris, which I really enjoyed the Chris chunk. Uh, I normally don't care about Chris. thought it was cool he was part of this game, as that's literally the only tie-in to Resident Evil they really have. And the Umbrella logo being on parts of the whatever that was going on in this one. But uh, Chris's area was cool. It was fun, you know, using some of the unique weapons that he had. And then Ethan wakes up from having his heart ripped out of his chest. And I just about lost it. And you find out that Ethan is made entirely of mold. Am I using the right word this time, Brad? I yes, always call it the... Is the molded. Yeah, and I literally about threw my computer out the window. I <laughs> absolutely hated the storyline. So there's literally a part in the game where Ethan's hand gets cut off and he just like puts it back on and dumps a little bit of, you know, first aid oil on it and it just goes back. And I'm like, okay, like, what the hell is going on there here? Is... Yeah, and... there's like a lot of like hand... They just cut your hand off, put, you know, axes through your hand, knives through your hand. Cut his fingers off. Yeah, Ethan's hands are, like, just made for pain. But I hated the fact that they were just like, oh, Ethan's just unmolded. I despise it. It's the worst, like, twist of probably almost any game I've played that I could think of off the top of my head. I literally lost my mind over it. So I think the only, and not defending it, because I don't think it was a good thing, but I think it's interesting because basically I think what um, it hints at is that Ethan was killed basically when Jack is like, welcome to the family, son, after the Mia. And that's why, because... Up to that point, he's, you know, all the normal stuff's happening. He gets his hand chopped off. He doesn't reattach it. You know, he, he, you know, his hands off. And when you're doing the first fight with Mia, when she has the chainsaw, um, you're shooting her and you just have a nub and uh, going through. Then Jack punches you or whatever. Basically, the thought is you get infected at that point. And you're killed, but they infect you with the molded virus, and that's why. Um, if and if you think about it, if you remember, there were two shots, and you use one on Jack during one of the fights, and you give the other shot to Mia when you're saving her on the boat. So it kind of makes sense at, from that standpoint. You think about it, and that's why when. You know, they basically put his arm back together with just staples. And they even have like a little joke at one point. It's kind of funny. If Jack catches you, it's like you 
you can get through the game without ever seeing this like um scene happening if he catches you in the beginning of the game um when right after the kitchen sequence he will then uh grab you and he'll take the shovel and he'll chop your leg off like the bottom part or like right above your ankle um and he'll hold it he has your foot by him and he squats down and he starts laughing and he goes come on ethan and basically hands you one of the first aid things and you pour it on the leg and then instantly it heals and he just is like what the heck and it starts like moving his leg and i think that's implying that he's infected and that's why the first aid works that way all of a sudden it's just randomly it's like your legs like glued together or something it's weird so yeah i never seen that scene but to me it literally felt like they got to the end of the game and we're just like now what do we do and they just some had you know a concept meeting and we're throwing crap in the air and they're the first thing that came out of someone's mouth they just threw on air like oh he's molded they were like win back on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I I think the concept of him being a molded is uh is interesting, you know, like being able to like regrow a limb or whatever, you know, it it makes like canonical sense why a guy can like heal from all these various different wounds in the game. Sure. Or they could have just, you know, either made him live with the wounds or just not giving him the wounds and made him a normal character. I don't know. It just felt cheesy to me. I mm-hmm. hated it. I thought the last boss fight uh, was pretty cool. Mm. I really liked like how you'd go into the dark. She'd like make everything dark. But yeah, you save Rose and the final cutscene, you know, Ethan pretty much sacrifices himself to make sure the mold would go away. But Rose gets handed over to Chris to take her back to Mia, and the end is Rose. Didn't we 10 minutes ago say we weren't going to spoil this game? Because it was... No, I said that I wasn't <laughs> going to, but then I said, you know what? It's going to get spoilers, so skip ahead. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, um, all right. So, well, since we're just spoiling it anyways. Resident Evil 9 is going to be a Rose it. game. We might as well just own up to it. So, um, have you seen? Have you ever watched the like b- boundary break stuff? I'm not really Um, for like YouTube, like the guys will move the cameras and the places it won't. So, um, they did one for this game, and um, there's a, I don't, I don't know if you could actually see it or what, but I think you can. At the end cutscene showing a rose and she's grown up obviously and you look over and there's either a car or a bus or something you can see a figure like kind of staring at you mm-hmm. right and like they like made a point to like focus in on this figure like it's something important yeah, yeah, yeah. and when you move the camera and you go look at it it's ethan so i, I Either A, they're just using assets that they have. Because... Wait, how do they know it's Ethan? We've never seen Ethan's face. Like it was Ethan's character model. Oh, okay. So like say... it was only a silhouette. Okay. Like, you couldn't see. Like she like I said, I if I'm remembering correctly, you look over and it's like a this road 
and you see like this silhouette of a person and then she gets into a car like the car yeah um the person well the person went and went you know moved the camera and looked okay. and it was ethan and they're like is this hinting at something or is it you know they just, just didn't want to make a new character yeah, is it just, hey, we have Ethan laying around. It's kind of like the Silent Hill 2 stuff where it's like, oh, we'll use uh, James's body because it's here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to say, because like, they make it a big point that, oh, you never show Ethan's face for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, I think that he actually has a character model for his face. Which is I don't believe funny. he does. So in 7, he doesn't, but in 8, he does. He's just like he just looks like a generic blonde dude. He's got blonde hair. Uh, to Google, I know. I know that you can see his hair because like there's a picture of him. Then his face is blacked out. Everything you find about him, his face is blacked out. It, and it might be that. Um, so it it might be that, but um, either way, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. My boy, I just want to let you know though. Uh, I don't want to ever hear you crap talking Moreau again, the fish boy. <laughs> That's his name. Okay. I couldn't think of it. Moreau, let me tell you. So he's... as a character, he's really cool. As a boss, simping? he's not. No, he's not. And uh, But you feel bad for him. He's over there, everybody picking on him, and he's crying. Yeah, you got Heisenberg and And my favorite Big thing Mama. is that you can, you can read. So... Basically, they they were doing experiments trying to get um and everybody's reaction like these were normal people and whatever were in their genetics made them react to whatever it was that made them have the powers. I can't remember if there was some specific name for the whatever they infected them with, and you know Heisenberg got the ability to basically kind of have like telekinesis or whatever, mm-hmm. um. And uh, it literally says, like, Moreau was essentially useless, and he just turned into this blob of fish. <laughs> and everything, he just, like, roasts in the man. I'm like, my boy Moreau, getting done yeah. dirty. But, oh, man. So I actually, I don't know. I think they could do something interesting with Rose's character. I think her character model, you know, we actually have a face for her. And I think it's pretty much accepted already that if there's going to when there's going to be a Resident Evil 9 it's going to be centered around Rose. Oh yeah. I'm actually and, kind of excited for it. Yeah, I think she seems like a pretty interesting character and you know whatever what she said about to Chris or whatever in the end it, if you only knew half of what I'm capable of. It makes me think she's knows she's molded or something along those crap lines too but now that you know that's what the game is, it makes sense. I don't know. I'm not thrilled about the whole molded thing. I don't find it very. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I I get it. It's what it is now, and I'm gonna play the game regardless because I'm a Resident Evil simp. So I'm just gonna have to grow to accept it. I'm ex- I'm excited for when I get the itch to play through. I'm, I'm now that we've been talking about these games, I'm itching to play Resident Evil stuff, but. So I'm actually in the process of torturing myself and reinstalling Resident Evil 3 just to make sure it was as bad as I remember. It's bad. Yeah, just <laughs> well, do, do it because I want to watch you. I want to watch you do it. But um, 
you won't make it. I think you'll get to the sewers, and then you'll be like, yeah. Probably. But um, one other, we should probably start wrapping this up a little yeah, bit. We've been um, going for a while. But one last thing with Resident Evil Eight, y'all, Rose, uh, the baby, Rose, big ass head. <laughs> Holy crap! She got that dome. Huge. And my favorite mod is when they swapped like Chris's head with <laughs> Chris's man with baby's body. It was Yo, that's amazing. And the banana yeah. mod. The banana mod's pretty Banana is good. Resident Evil 8, beautiful game. 100% worth the play. I feel like every game in the Resident Evil series outside of I'm going to even say 3 make uh, is worth playing just for like the graphics of the bit of the game you get to play. I don't think you should. Drill. I don't think you should ever consider paying more than twenty dollars for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth. If it's on sale for like fifteen bucks, it should, it very well could be right now. Um, it, it's. I would say it's worth about fifteen dollars. Um, talking about eight or three. Uh, th- three. The three remake. Yeah. So. It's on sale it's, for nineteen seventy nine right now. That yeah, is, which it's that is fair. a worth price. Yeah, this is like just, the first time I've seen it on sale since it released as well. That low. Mm-hmm. So, either way, um, do we have anything else? I guess to talk about. So there are obviously, uh, what like twenty more resident evil games that aren't the main numbered lines there's 26 games in total we went through what nine so 15 more games uh possibly come back in the future do another episode on the non-mainline games as well as the seven movies as well as the three animated movies the netflix show as well as the new movie coming out october or november 24th i believe uh, so maybe in the future, after that movie comes out, when that movie comes out, if we all plan on going to see it, we could do another episode on the movies at that point. But yeah, Resident Evil is a huge franchise, one that's very beloved by Brad and I, and Bravo is getting dragged into it, kicking and screaming. Yeah, I I collect it pretty, even though, um, you know, I I haven't played the old ones excessively. I own pretty. The only one I don't own is Gaiden. That's the only game I don't own in this series. So I've got a lot of them. And Gaiden is the Game Boy Color game that almost nobody even knows exists. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's, um, there's, there's a lot to them. But, and there are some hidden gems to it. So we'll, maybe we'll touch on it later on. Who knows? Maybe it'll be next Halloween by the time we do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is already a long episode. I don't think we're oh, going to yeah. go through 15 more games, and Bravo will probably rip his eyes out by the time we get there. Seriously, yeah. Well, Bravo, how do you, you feel, Bravo? Yeah, what are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm just listening. Like, I'm I'm learning so much. I'm trying. I'm honestly trying to like get the information in one ear, kind of think about it. Oh, that's pretty cool, and then just let it exit the other ear because I, I want to play through these games and be like. Oh, what's this mystery thing over here? Whoa. It honestly, <laughs> it um I mean, unless you're very good at remembering stuff, it's probably gonna be very hard for you to like piece it together even just from a little bit, unless you've like played it 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably not the. The only one we really in depth spoiled was Village. And yeah. I, 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 there. Yeah, I, I, uh, we, we spoiled Village, and it's the one that we probably shouldn't have spoiled the most. True. But I gave a I gave a fair disclaimer ahead of time, okay? Yes. Yeah. I said I wasn't gonna spoil it, and yeah. then I said I was gonna spoil it to skip ahead, and then I spoiled it. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh well that was fun listening to you guys talk. I I can't promise when I will make it through these games, but I really do want to make it through the games just so I can like be involved with the story and understand what the heck is going on better. Okay. Here's the thing. I I know that you said you didn't like Resident Evil 1. It, it was like, eh, you don't know if it was for you. Mm. If if you feel like maybe give it like one more shot, right? At some point, if you still feel like it's not for you, just skip to two. Yeah, honestly, if you don't want to play through one, I will gladly stream it to you and play through one. That way you get the story and that way you could just go to two. Yeah, I would because two is what's gonna get you into it. If any, is gonna get you into it. That could yeah, be an two option. you will like enough to like. I think you will actually like the gameplay of it. Like, put it, like as I said, my buddy's never played a Resident Evil game. He played a bit of the. He actually played a bit of three, and because three does play similar to two, he's like, "This is pretty fun. I could see myself playing these." And I'm like, "Well, you should play two then." And so, then. <laughs> You yeah, just get ready then, to take steps back in time. Exactly. So, same thing. I, I think that's the one you should start with and just go all in. All right. Well, maybe that's uh, useful to somebody listening out there. Um, <clears throat> we're going to end it there. Uh, thanks for listening to probably our longest episode so far. Uh, you can comment on the YouTube channel. We respond to all the comments. I personally enjoy reading all the comments. Uh, Clay looking at you. <laughs> uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Envision underscore org. Uh, you can hit us up directly in Discord. We have a social link uh, with all the socials uh, in it. And uh, yeah, look forward to uh, talking to you. Have a good one. That's the end of Spooktober. Spooktober. I love you. I love you. Call your mother. 69. <laughs> <laughs>